The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hello again, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Brocast Podcast. My name is Thomas, and joining me, as always, he's my bro, and he's your bro too. Give it up for Alan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brocast. It is he, it is me, it is I, Alan of the Brocast. Tom, how are you? Bro, I'm going good, and I can't help but think that you look like Uncle Fester. I do, I do. Last time you saw me, peeps, I... uh... I did have more of a hairy face and a hairy head. Yes, I've gone through a bit of a trim. All for good cause, though. This is uh, helping out, uh, supporting a friend who's going through a bit of a rough trot right now. And uh, Sarah, if you're watching, or even if you're not, uh, we are thinking of you and we love you and we are behind you 100%. Yeah, I was going to say, he's a, a great mate, a high school friend of ours going through a tough trot. And yeah, we send our love and best wishes. He's someone that I think we've always been a, a point of contact. He's been with us in the highs and lows. So yeah, definitely sending our love uh, from breath. Alan and I, but here we are yes. in our first official live stream. We're actually live on the UW pod. We're also live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and we're also live on Twitch. I think we're also on what Facebook. We're on YouTube. But if oh, we got Justin from Just in Time, thank you, Justin, for checking this out. What's up, our brothers from the future? Salut! Thank you. It's actually what ten o'clock Australian time, which is quite weird. Our first live stream and interacting with people from all different times in today's world. It's very similar to what you used to do back in the day when you, the Mr. MMA podcast, we used to do, um, what was the name of the, the live feed that you used to like to do on? We, um, was it, I think it was called Zcast. Zcast, that's it. Yeah. And um, yeah. we would jump on there and you would actually record the show and we would watch a UFC, UFC show together. We would invite a friend over as well too. I think the most funniest episode was uh, we invited a friend over and he actually fell asleep during the show. 
and so you and I did the commentary for the show, and then we were on Zcast, and people were jumping in and being part of the show. Um, there was another great episode um, that's understandably been deleted and forgotten about because it's not a very good show anyway. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the UFC show was fantastic, just Moa was not um, a very good boy back then. Uh, it was just uh, sub Bin Buster. What a great name! Bin Buster. Um, yeah, sorry, we were um, talking about on the show um, how you would like try to get people to talk about us on our show. And one time I remember, I think I jumped onto it using my phone on Zcast, and the reverb and the background mm. we got was ridiculous. But uh, it is good to be on live. It's, we're live. Not like me last night. I was live on my own personal uh, TTV Roscoe Bosco 84. Uh, I did a Fortnite stream. And I did a f- few games of that. And I got a little bit sleepy and forgot that I was still streaming. And it ended up doing a 10-hour stream by mistake. So, did you have anyone just stay on the stream with you for the 10 hours? Oh, Nightbot was there. The was salute say, this, that one person thinking maybe he's going to come back. Maybe he's going to come back and then we'll <laughs> we get to watch night. him. It was so, my so, Nightbot. So what appears then for, this, for the 10 hours then? It was pretty much um, the, the gameplay that everyone else was doing while we were, while I was gaming. But then when I stopped gaming, put the controller down, did my uh, night routine, then went to sleep. <laughs> and then looking at it the next morning going, my live stream is still going. So I quickly go over to my computer and then click, 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 and end the stream. Yeah. It's fun, though. Make, fun. You're going to get a massive internet power bill as well? Nah, nah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, that's all good, bro. No, definitely uh, Twitch is something that I know the Bloodline Entertainment Network does some great things. I know JD yes. and Devin, they've been streaming, what is it, what, Jedi Survivor, also mm-hmm. a lot of Destiny. I'm a big fan of Destiny. I'm actually playing through Destiny 1. I'm going old school Destiny. I've actually finished the entire game, but I'm just focusing on the DLC before I even check out 2. I know 2 is very, very big in the world. And also very big to download. It's like 130 gigs or something like that to actually download on your PlayStation 5. So definitely something I want to check out. Uh, but with that being said, you know, bloodlinenetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for great things in pro wrestling, sports and entertainment. Bin Buster, he popped on before, does some great content, movie reviews, done a few things about The Flash recently into the Spider-Verse. Check him out on there as well. Also to Nick and Keith uh, from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. We always give you guys a big thank you for streaming us on your official YouTube page. Uh, We've had some great interactions of people checking out our show through your network, Bloodline Universal. Guys, thank you so much for all the things that you do with us around sharing our content. It's great to collaborate with a great international flavor of content from what baseball, basketball, football, wrestling, entertainment, and then we have our chance to, you know, just join a wealth of knowledge. But we're here again live stream and sadly guys we're actually not doing any wrestling companion this month l no guys sorry we will not be talking uh we won't be doing a show we won't be doing a match we will just be what we do best and it's normally what we do best is when we're off the mics 
we shoot the shit. We actually will be having a conversation to, uh, with each other. Um, I think one of the most the most recent show that we did uh, purely just went for hello. Yes, oh shit, yes, we are live. <clears throat> Good morning, Marcus. Yes, um, I'm going to have to stop reading the comments because I'm getting easily distracted. You know, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going with. Uh, you can help me. How, out, we're, how, how we're not doing a companion. But one thing I've yes, say before that, though, yes. do you remember years ago? I'm talking when we first started this show, we used to use an app to live stream. Do you remember what it was called? Long uh, talking like no 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 that's a that's a mm. podcasting app for listening. Mm. Remember we used to use Periscope. Remember Periscope? Yes. I used to I used to Periscope live streams while I was traveling. What's up, guys? And I would give like little previews mm-hmm. about our upcoming shows. But we used to use Periscope to actually live our show. Like when we used to watch like Rogue One when we did Star Wars or like any WCW show, we would have our Periscope on the side. And I remember there was one show that we covered, I think it was WrestleMania 18, where we just had trolls were all over that episode. And it's yeah. like, do we acknowledge that or do we just leave it? Um, but yeah, Periscope was probably the last time that we streamed. And that's at least probably five seasons ago. So it's been five since we become live. And it's been a while since we've actually done nothing to do with a companion because we have stuff planned, guys, really between now and December. Not going to mention what it is. You guys have to wait and see what they are. But they are some classics. And we're focusing this live stream is really about anything. We've got pro wrestling events going down this weekend from what WWE, AEW, New Japan. We've got AEW Fight Forever coming out very, very soon. We've got some movie talk. Both Alan and I have gone to the movies recently, seen some great things. And we thought, let's just do a live stream and just talk about it all. Uh, Should we kick off with our first topic, Al? By all means, let's go. Okay, let me pull up our notes. The very first thing is Money in the Bank. Now, I actually haven't been watching the product religiously the last few weeks to see where we're at. I mainly just go on Twitter and we'll see, okay, that happened on Raw, that happened on SmackDown. I might pull up the card, though, so we can have a bit of a look. But any comments as I'm loading this up? Um. Someone has lit a rocket onto LA Knight and he's become huge lately on SmackDown. It is unbelievable to watch this gentleman who at one time was known as Max Dupree. He was LA Knight in NWA and then NXT. And then he went to the main roster. Changed his, They changed his name and his gimmick to Max Dupree. That didn't work out properly. He came back to being... LA night and now he is going to the moon it's unbelievable to watch this and this is the funny thing and this is just my view okay mm-hmm. I liked him when he was Eli Drake in Impact Wrestling gotcha but sadly I, I just don't see it and I okay. don't know what I'm missing now but I see he's got the crowd I see he's mm. got the fan base, but something about it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know if it's because okay. I think I've seen him a decade ago, like back in yep. 2012, 13, when he was Eli Drake, the Impact Global Champion. I thought maybe that was his best time. I do feel that the run feels a little bit late in his career. 
I see a lot of other wrestlers in him, like The Rock. You know how The Rock would cut the promos. He's got a catchphrase. That's great. But I don't know if I see him being the one to be the briefcase winner. And I've seen lots of people online love him and show yeah. love. But yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know if I'm missing it. But let's go through the card and kicking okay. off with that men's matchup. Because, again, this isn't going down till I think, next Sunday is actually it's Money week. in the Bank. So this isn't a full prediction show, guys. We're not going to go through, you know, we don't know the matches that might be announced this week. But let's just go through the men's match. So you named yeah. you know, LA Knight. We got mm -hmm. Santos Escobar from the right. Latino World Order. We got mm -hmm. Butch, Damian Priest, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, and Logan Paul. First, Logan Paul being in the match. What do you think about that one? Were they afraid that there wasn't enough star power in this match and it decided to add, um, you know, YouTuber, uh, you know, influencer, prime drinker, prime maker, uh, Logan Paul? Um, it makes me think that maybe they could have, they maybe got a little bit nervous and we're quick, we need to throw some star power in here. There's a lot of guys in that ring who are, you just named, um, have got some great, uh, they are some great wrestlers. And so I think they might have pulled the pin really quickly and said, quick, we need someone in here. We need star power. So, um, look, I can understand where they're coming from, you know. I, I think everyone in that in that match is fantastic, even without Logan Paul. Mm. Um, but again, it sort of takes me back to I think it was Money in the Bank many years ago, where just right in the middle of the match, uh, the main event one time, Brock Lesnar came down with the and climbed into the ring, decimated everyone, and then he became Mister Money in the Bank. Yeah, now this time around, they have to make it. They have to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, he, he's part of the match now," so it's allowed. So mm. yeah. That was a crazy um, moment. I think that was what twenty eighteen or nineteen when uh, Ali was just about to reach up and out comes Brock and what shoves a camera that nearly shoves a ladder that nearly falls into the crowd mm -hmm. and like literally destroys Ali and then just grabs the briefcase and then what cashed in on what Seth Rollins what a couple of weeks later I think after one of the might have been his match against Corbin I think when he cashed in there and actually won the championship. Well, the the following Raw too he coming out. What's up, fam? Um, he coming out and then doing the little jig, Brock doing his dance while Seth Rollins and um, and Big E. Well, this is when mm. Big E was world champion as well, too. Mm. And, you know, you thought that night that, you know, because at the beginning we were going to get Big E, Seth Rollins with a championship, you know, title for title. Out comes Brock. He's got something to say. And I think that match did happen, but Brock again got involved and made his presence felt. Hmm. Well, here's my take on this men's match because I joined a couple of chat groups in other wrestling people who streamed their shows during the week, talking Universal Wrestling Podcast, World Elite did their show. I also checked out, I think it was the Wrestling Realm did a great uh, stream as well. And what I think I'm noticing is I'm feeling they're going to go with Logan Paul. Now, okay. financially, you would go with him. As a wrestler, I think they would go LA Knight for the wrestling aspect, but for the money side and the eyes, they would go Logan Paul. Because you yep. can imagine this, only show impulsive that he does. It's a video show like this. Yep. Imagine just behind him, he has his Money in the <laughs> Bank briefcase sitting there every episode yep. with his little prime drink. 
yeah. he could declare that I want to come after the one guy that beat him at the last WrestleMania, Seth Rollins. He's the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Instead of having Logan take the universal title, I'm not saying I can see him beating Seth, but I see them doing that. Not I right do. away, mm-hmm. but I can see even like, you know, Jake Paul, his brother, his next mm-hmm. big boxing fight. Imagine Logan walking out with the briefcase next to his brother. Again, a more promotion for WWE and cross-promotion with another product. What do you reckon about that? All eyes. Everyone mm. would be watching the product. Again, people who don't watch wrestling will be watching wrestling. Like, isn't that that influencer? Isn't that Logan Paul, the YouTuber? Wait a minute. He's walking out with a briefcase that says WWE. And then, yeah, it'd be all eyes. Even if it's crazy enough, he ends up winning it night after or whatever goes after Seth wins the championship. Next minute, you know, he's walking down the ring with his brother for his boxing match. There is the heavyweight championship with him, with him. you know, all eyes, you know, just cross promotion, boom, boom, boom. Everyone will be watching. It's not a bad idea. And I can see where Justin's oh. coming from here because he's saying, you know, such a middle finger to everyone who had to qualify. Clearly, Logan Paul is there to add star power. The match, especially Mm -hmm. this one, doesn't really need much star power. It already is going to be great. And I get that. But I think the way Triple H is running the business, it is around cross-promotion. And I think it goes down to even that UFC relationship. The Mm -hmm. UFC and the WWE are working together now under that partnership. I can see Logan Paul, oh no, Jake Paul, eventually fighting in the UFC. Okay. He'll work out his issues with Dana White and eventually do some cross-promotion. But it's like there's going to be one mega you know, collaboration between combat sports and WWE as the main wrestling company. But I do see, as a wrestler, you want to, as a wrestling fan, you want to see a wrestler win it, not a part-time yeah. entertainer. But then I go back to who would you want to see cash in more, a heel cashing in on a face, or you want to see a face cash in? A face cash-in doesn't really work because if a face is cashing in on an already beaten down face, that's how you turn someone heel. Mm -hmm. But then you go back to someone like Rob Van Dam. He told John Cena, I'm cashing in at One Night Stand 2006. Strowman did the same thing. He told Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, I'm cashing in. Could LA Knight do it and say, I'm cashing in at WrestleMania? They could do that. They can choose anywhere, anytime. So... Yeah, it's a tough one. So you're who are you feeling though if it's not Logan Paul? Um, LA Knight. I would like to see him get the win. I'm always a big fan of Shinsuke Nakamura, so I'd love to see him do that. Give maybe give Escobar a bit of a run. You know, he's got that uh he's got that sprinkling with um with the L W O and the um Rey Mysterio, you know, he could it'd be great to see him get the win um yeah just those are my main people but i like how the idea of Mm. logan paul winning it yeah it's there it's up there we don't want it to be there we want to get rid of and throw it in the bin but it's there so there's Mm. a possibility all right go to the next match eh? this is the women's money in the bank we've got selena vega becky lynch zoe stark bailey sky and Trish. It's a star-studded matchup. Got some yes. great former champions, got some legends in there, got some up-and-coming talent. I might yes. go first to who I'm feeling, go. and then we'll throw to you. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, the obvious to me would be Becky would be cool because it's something she's never done before. You know, Royal Rumble, tick. Yep. WrestleMania main event, you know, tick. Double yep. champion at WrestleMania, tick. You know, yep. becoming one of the biggest women stars, you know, the man era, big time Bex, those type of stuff. But she's never had a money in the bank. And I thought it would be cool to see her do that. But again, it's a face. I like to see yes. heels with the briefcase because then they could always be lurking in the background, stalking a face, finding their time to cash in. Does this lead to a Becky turn? You know, could Becky win the case, cash in on a face champion and do a heel run? Uh, I would love to see Becky versus Rhea Ripley. You know, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Do you switch the roles? You know, do you do a twist where Becky cashes in on Rhea, fans go for Rhea, Becky turns heel? What do you reckon? I like that idea because um, mm. Rhea's over with yeah. the fans. Everyone's loving the mummy thing. There is a lot of gentlemen out there and, and some women out there as well too uh, that find um, Miss uh, Rhea Ripley very attractive and would not mind being stomped on by her. <clears throat> yes. Uh, do not blame you. Yes, I'm looking right at the camera. Yes, you, you pervies. Yes. Um, it's a started, started peop, uh, match in here as well, too. We've also got a couple of teams working together. So, we, again, we go Aro Sky and uh, Bailey, you know, damage control. They're going to work together. Uh, and then we've got Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark. She is Zoe Stark actually helped uh, Becky get the win at um, it was it Crown Jewel. Was it Crown Jewel? Oh, no, it was. No, it wasn't that match. It was United um, Champions. Yeah, she helped Trish get the win. Yeah, yeah. She, so, um, they, you know, they're working together. Slovena, you know, that's very cool to see her. Um, I'm always when she comes out to the ring, especially if it's pay per view. I look forward to what she is going to cosplay as. Mm. And um, that's one thing. As a nerd, I just look at that stuff and go, "Okay, cool. What are we going for this time?" Um, Bex. It'd be good to see if she gets the grand slam type of thing. So, yeah, maybe. Um, me personally, when I'm thinking about it, I, I'd like to see Trish get the win, and that would be kind of cool. Um, just to her, for Zoe Starks to actually help her. And good morning, good morning. Um, yeah, so for her to get the win, Zoe Starks it helps her out and. Maybe she picks up the W. And she's a heel. The heel mm. going up after a face champion. Yeah, well, like, there's many stories you can tell because you could eventually do the Sky and Bailey breakdown of damage control. Yeah. You know, you could have Bailey send EO and say, go and get it for me and then drop it down to me. Or yep. you can have EO get told to get down so Bailey can go up. And then she has to decide, do I push Bailey off the ladder so I can get it? Or do I let yep. her climb past me and eventually get it? Yep. But then the same thing could eventually happen with Trish and Zoe. Yep. You know, does Zoe want the briefcase or does she, is she really just there so Trish can get there? So she'll yep. just guard the ladder and stop anyone coming as she climbs up. I think Trish would be cool. I think, and yep. as Nick has just said there on the side of our chat, you know, I dig the Trish win. Again, Trish was wrestling way before there was such thing as a money in the bank. So, you know, what way to possibly go out on a career with a money in the bank win and maybe even one more title reign? 
and there's he heel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would imagine Trisha was wrestling when most of these young women here in wrestling were probably hmm. maybe even grade school, even high school. Yeah. You know, again, she's got the veteranism about her. Um, plus, I, 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 again, I remember first seeing Trish way back in the day in the early 2000s and her coming out with Tess and Albert and going, oh, who oh, oh, the lady? <laughs> oh, that lady over there, mm-hmm, boss, who's that one? Yeah, it's really, it was an awakening, a definite awakening. It was a learned, a learned time. Well, here's it. Think about this, right? So she mm-hmm. debuted when you were watching. That was 2000. That was 23 years ago. And you still, <laughs> you still feel the same way. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, mate. The older I've gotten, the uh, I, the the older I've gotten, the the more I have appreciate for uh, mm. people, especially women my near my age, definitely. Mm. And I look at my my partner in crime, right? I have, and I love her to death. And you know, the older she's gone, the more beautiful she's gone. And I, you know, I love it. Oh, yes, please. Look at you. Look at you. Well, here's a question then. (laughs) If you think Trish is going to get the win, who do you Mm. think she would eventually cash in on? Do you see her cashing in on Asuka or do you see her cashing in on Rhea? I don't know. Is Oscar a a heel or a face these days? It's really Uh, hard. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like they're trying to turn Bianca heel, which is something I talked about Mm. with you during our WrestleMania prediction show. I thought they would have pulled the gun then and done it. Uh, Mm. But yeah, it seems uh, that it might be, uh, yeah, maybe something eventually. I'll just put up some of the comments here. I think we've got uh, Justin's put in leading towards EO, but wouldn't be surprised if Becky won just to add the accolade to her resume. Awesome. Beautiful. We've got Matt Ritter from Smackin' at Raw. I don't know why I'm awake, but I couldn't miss you two live. Oh, thank you, Matt. And they are the thank- number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. They are. They are, believe it or not. I actually do check you guys out. Oh, look at that, Alpha You from Nick. Love in the air. Oh. It loves that one. Here. What was that first one you did? It was a winner. Winner. Ah, okay. I thought it was Wanker, but okay. Yeah. No, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put the print up there. You got to tell what people will be watching this going, what's a wanker? What's a wanker? Well, they probably would have heard of it. They're like WWE have even tried to mention it when they've come down here. Yeah. But... Like the, what's a wanker mean? Yeah. I remember Jericho cutting a promo. That was my worst American accent then. Did you hear how I did that? That was terrible. I wasn't going to make fun of you because we're going live. And most of the time when we do do a like a show like this, you know, you can post production and actually takes shit out where yeah. this is we're live to tape buddy. Um, so yeah, you can do that. I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to actually gloss over and just, you know, move on. But yeah. Look at Matt here. I'm a wanker. Well, <laughs> good morning. Uh, yeah. What a Let's great go. start to your day with a bowl of cereal and the actions. Okay. Next match. L. <laughs> All right, uh, Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was weird because it's like, didn't Cody just main event backlash in a few of the pay per views, and now he's just facing off with a uh, Dominic? Yeah, it's there. I, I just feel like I didn't. We touched on it before. They are doing hard times for Cody to eventually get him to the championship picture, 
And this just feels like a match in the middle of that, just to get us to SummerSlam, just to get us to the next event. I don't see Cody facing Roman or a world champion at the pay-per-view. And it makes me think how long Cody's been there because Cody had his great feud, you know, with Rey Mysterio back when he was, I think he was dashing Cody Rhodes over the IC championship. And now we get, yeah, Dominic versus Mm. Cody at this event. Uh, What's your take on that one? Well, he actually changed. He deformed um, dashing Cody Rhodes into um, dastardly Cody Rhodes. And he had to wear the special mask and he became deformed. He He had to wear the hood. He had to cover himself up because, you know, he couldn't look. You know, he was like, he was seriously deformed. He just mm. he he busted his nose, but Cody ran with it and did something with it. It was very comic book like, as mm. I say. And then I think that's what got him sort of involved with the um, the Arrow TV series when it was still around. And yeah, and then his, he and Stephen Amell became very close friends. And now Stephen Amell's now got a wrestling uh, TV show. Mm. Um, which I haven't heels. checked out yet, but I've heard lots of things about it. Mm. New, new season starting very soon. Uh, it is a nice. very good show, very good show. And the occasional uh, wrestling talent might jump in, which is kind of fun. Mm. I mean, they're not playing themselves, but they're playing like a different character in this sort of like universe where this is mm. happening. So it's it's cool. Um, I I don't mind this match. It's kind of fun. Okay. We've got two two young talents. They're probably going to tear the house down. Um, mm. If Dominic gets the win, oh, that would be great. <laughs> God no, no. Oh, it would lie. It would lie. It would, people would be shocked. Uh, it would be absolutely shocked. But again, I think at the end of the day, Cody will get the W. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a massive match, but again, I think it's a way to just continue Cody's run, you know, coming off the Brock matchup. I'm unsure where we're going to go because I kind of would have liked to have had Cody, you know, in Money in the Bank in one of those spots, but yep. you know, it is what it is. Things could change. You know, anything can change in the WWE, but next matchup, uh, we'll go with the world title matchup. This is a really good match. I'm excited for this one. Two great talents. We've got Finn taking on Seth. Uh, again, this is a rematch from, what, SummerSlam 2016, I think it was, for the Universal Championship. They also fought, I believe, in the semi-finals of the World Heavyweight Title Tournament a few weeks ago on Raw. Yep. Uh, did you check at NXT recently this week? Uh, the pay-per-view? Yes, I think it was just... Was it a pay-per-view yeah. or was it just a show? No, sorry, it was a show. So, oh, no, yeah, like no. NXT Gold Rush, I think it was called. Gold Rush. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he and Bron Breaker, he being sorry, uh Seth Rollins, um for the championship. And mm. that was a bomb burner of a match. And then Bauer coming out and using the forearm shot to the back of the head was very cool. Mm. What's your take on the world heavyweight title being defended on NXT, even though it's brand exclusive? I'm okay with it. It's doing more than the other world title was doing. Um, mm. I mean, that's that's basically in the background now. With um, and I'm so glad that they they didn't get rid of the other two titles because now Paul Heyman has he has he's now the champion. Mm. So I'm glad. That now, and we still joked there. about that. Remember last episode we said, "Oh, do we think now that Roman's got the undisputed title, do we think he'll get rid of the other two? And I said, "Yeah," and you said, "Nah, he'll carry all three. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, he's not giving up those gold. He's there is no way he's giving up those heavyweight championships. Um, but yeah, I um, yeah, I don't mind. It's good to see a championship um happening. Uh, you know, you know, a, a match happening for a heavyweight mm. title on any show. It's cool. Yeah, because it, it does feel uh, very. You go first. Because, you know, Carmelo Hayes is doing his other program, I believe, with, um, uh, I think he already did it with Baron Corbin. So that's that mm. story. So that's where the championship is there. But then it's showing that Bron Breaker is like, well, if I can't go for that title, I've done for that title so many times, maybe it's time to up the ante. I'm going to go for the so-called big dog, the other big dog in the yard, not being Roman. I'm going to go for Seth. Hmm. And I think it's interesting too because it's almost it's growing NXT. And I saw some stat the other day where it saw it had a massive rise on NXT's viewership with I would say a big matchup like that because yep. it was something out of the normal. It wasn't just an NXT matchup. You brought in a massive star to bring new eyes because I do believe since the draft NXT has had suffered a bit with their champions yes. going. I think their tag champions just lost, I think, today, which was actually our early morning for SmackDown. And what is it? Uh, we had Rousey and Baszler, you know, become the women's tag champs. And it's looking like we actually don't have NXT women's tag team championships going forward. So really, right. <clears throat> NXT now just has NXT title, North American championship, and a women's title, which really isn't bad because it doesn't overclutter the show. You know, I used to love the old one hour, you know, 50 minute NXT, three matches or so with a title match, which is good. But back to this matchup, I don't see Seth, you know, dropping the title anytime soon. I think he'll have a nice lengthy reign. I think it would be cool for Finn to possibly get the win, to be a champion for Judgment Day, to go there with Rhea. Uh, and then imagine if Priest won the money in the bank. Like they would imagine if then Cody lost to Dominic, like they would have all the power. But mm -hmm. that's if you could shape it, you would do that. But I see Seth retaining. It'll be a great match, but I see Seth carrying this for quite a number of months, yes. maybe going towards Survivor Series where they might do a champ versus champ thing, or they'll do yep. a team SmackDown, team Raw. Uh, yep. But yeah, how do you think this one will go? Pretty much the very the same. Um, I. It's going to be a heck of a match. Both of these guys can go. And, uh, yeah, um, but I see, yeah, fifth, Seth getting the championship win. But um, Finn is going to uh, it's going to give him hell, though. Oh, here we yeah. go. It'll be a great match. So, Bloodline, guys, thank you for tuning in to the first live stream of us. And, again, you can check them out, or us, really, on the bloodlinenetwork.com. As I said, a wealth of other podcasts uh, in the entertainment side, pro wrestling, baseball, football, as in not our football, but American football, which is the what National Football League. We actually have a, a different thing here in Australia. We have a sport, guys, and Alan will probably talk about it too, where we wear absolutely no padding. Uh, oh. We have a mouth guard, if you want. Yep. Mm -hmm. But we are just slamming into each other head to head and we're talking about aussie rules football i don't watch it as much as i used to when i was younger i used to play it for many years yes. alan's still you know an avid supporter but uh yes. maybe you could add a, a, a afl show you know, to the bloodline now uh i'm not i <clears throat> pardon me i like afl football um i think it's very hard hitting but me personally 
I am a fan of rugby. So we're talking about the NRL, the National Rugby League down here in Australia. And just before we hit play and record and live here tonight with everyone, I actually was watching uh, my team, the Melbourne Storm, uh, take on the Manly Sea Eagles. I know when people people are going to find this extremely interesting how we um uh, we've we, how we've named our teams down here because again you, you can understand with most games of uh of like any sport out there have got interesting names down here for us especially you know we've got the melbourne storm the manly sea eagles the west tigers the the rabbitos which is owned by russell crowe and they're also their monarch sorry they the person that they are um their mascot is a rabbit a bunny that's right um we have other teams the the knights the the vikings and just but yeah i am i'm a big fan of uh yeah rugby and that's a very hard-hitting sport too um kind of like dudes who are just little rich houses boom charging into each other for 40 minutes trying to get a try trying to get well sort of a a try is almost a touchdown that we would use in, in um, American football, but then also getting a conversion, kicking the goal, and trying to get through the post. Very similar as well, too. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, but yeah, again, very hard. No padding in this. The only thing is mm. a mouth guard. Um, you will there is concussions in the game. You, you will watch two men bang heads, then the other man will get back up. Either he is pissing blood from down here or one of his eyes is now closed, socketed like that, and they continue the game. If it's a really bad one, they get him off. They do a, they do a concussion test and they say, no, nah, mm. you won't be going back out there. Or, you know, see how they go. They go, yeah, yeah you'll be all right. Steady on, son. Get out there, rub some dirt out. You'll be bloody fine. Good on you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so rough. Like, I remember watching a video of what KSI did on YouTube watching AFL. And it's like yep. the most brutal tackles. And I'm like, I actually remember that happened to me. I got KO'd so many times playing football. Yeah. They're yep. like, you know, hours have gone by. You come back and you're like, what the hell happened? Oh, no, you got knocked out in the first round. And I'm like, oh, what quarter is it? Oh, no, the game's over. And I'm like, oh, where? I'm in the car park, like in the hospital, in the ambulance. And it's like, oh, the game's over. Oh, okay. Dad will be there with a bag of chips. You played well, Tom, for 10 minutes, but. Yeah, the game's finished. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, the sport yeah. today, like, it's changed a lot. Like, there's probably more yes. prevention work going into it. But, yeah, if you haven't watched Aussie Rules, guys, just go on YouTube and type in Aussie Rules Brutal, and you'll see some uh, yeah, um, some massive uh, injuries. Football's greatest bumps, I believe, is mm. one of the biffs. Yeah, biffs and bumps, uh, they actually – I don't know if it's on YouTube, but hopefully yeah. it is because it, I remember you and I used to have a, um, a videotape. Yes, right, guys. A VHS mm. of AFL's bits and bumps, and this is when back in the day they let you fight on the ground. Yeah, and the if the white maggot or umpire or referee, whatever you call them in whatever sport you use, would get involved, he get a clock in the head as well too. Can't do any of that today because it's a change game. It's out of respect. There's going to be a respectfulness about it. Mm. No, it's a definitely it's a crazy sport, but yeah, just go and support it, guys. But yeah, we'll keep it back to money in the bank, eh? 
Uh, Justin's put in a good comment here. Completely understand the story they're telling with Seth and Finn, but it, it would have been more effective if they didn't have multiple matches, multiple other matches between SummerSlam and now. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. We got Faction Cast Podcast. Morning, mate. G'day. How are you going? Thank you for joining Hello. us for our first live stream. I noticed too, and someone told me this the other day, I say mate a lot. Mm. Do I say mate a lot? You do. And sort of mate down here in Australia means something a little bit different than it has back in the day. Where mace back in the day, you would call someone that and that you would be being friendly. Where in sort of today's day and age, if you call someone a mate, it sounds like you want to biff with them. It sounds like you you want to fight. Like, steady on, mate. And you're like, what do you want to say? You want to fight. And it's the other word that's... Um, we're very colorful for using down here. And that's the, uh, that word, the C word. And if you get called that word, that means good on you. So, but I can't do it. It's weird. Yeah. Language is opposite, isn't it? Sometimes like it's, it depends on how it's said and the Mm. context that it's said in, if it's considered a negative or a positive, like here's a one for you. We say, yeah, nah. Yeah. We're saying yes and no in the same thing. So yeah, That's nah right. is like, yeah, nah, meaning yes, I'm not doing it. But yep. if we say nah, yeah, meaning no, yes, we're saying no, oh, yes, we can do it. So I'm still learning, even though I live in this country, uh, mm. our words are just, I don't know, just, just weird. We as a nation have destroyed the Queen's, oh, sorry, the King's English now um, for many times. There's a reason why our country was sort of born, uh, unfortunately, on um, uh, what were we doing? on uh, getting all the prisoners to come over here onto one ship, mm. all the and all the scallywags, and also sadly uh, on genocide as, as well too. Go Aussie! Uh, anything else? Or <laughs> no, no, I wanted to move on very quickly from that word. Yes. All right. Let's move on to, I would say this is going to be the main event after, you know, even though the, the matches or the events called Money in the Bank, I don't think it'll be main evented by a Money in the Bank match. We are talking about the Bloodline Civil War tag team Ooh. matchup as we have the undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns, Sowa Sokoa versus the Usos, L. Wow. The Bloodline is, well, you could actually say it now, it's officially over. It was it a great, great program. You know, I think yep. of all the great rivalries and matches that they went through, the Survivor Series War Games was a classic. I was actually thinking maybe we could cover that in November as a potential match. But yeah, the Usos finally severed their ties with Roman Reigns, and now we're getting what should be a, a mega tag team matchup. Another tag team match, potentially a main event and another pay-per-view. Not angry about it whatsoever. I'm very happy to see tag team wrestling is taking, being properly used. Um, yeah, Roman and Sokoa, um, it should be interesting. I mean, again, we saw how they went against uh, Sammy and Kevin uh, in their match. Uh, the Usos, they're, they're monster heels, oh, no, not heels, faces now. So everyone's after, behind them and want them to get the win. And actually, you know, again, they've got out of this toxic relationship now 
and you're so and you're like and you're cheering them on you want them to get the the w but i've just got a feeling that roman and sokoa are going to get this win um again because we just saw if you watch smackdown today um solo took a couple of good super kicks from these uh from his big bros Mm. yeah no, I agree. I think, think I think Roman needs a good win. I think yes. you know, a good statement would be to pin Jay. Like a really high intense spear pins him, stands over him, because it seems to be everything around Roman's crumbling. Uh the yes. relationship breakdown. I don't see a Sokoa heel turn. Like people are like, oh, maybe Soa will turn and then there'll be no one left. And then, you know, Paul will go with somebody else. I don't see Paul and Roman splitting up for a long time. No. I would eventually see Roman by himself down the road. But right now, I think they'll have Soa as like the new right-hand man, you know, the lead henchman that does all the dirty stuff for Roman to then pick up the scraps. So yeah. I see something like the ending might be a Samoan spike to Jay and then mm-hmm. Roman saying, no, 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 I want in. Gets the tag, lines it up, yeah. big spear, one, two, three. Um, you know, sends people home with a heel win you know, in the stadium, but I still think it'll be a great matchup. Anything the Usos do is fantastic. You know, they're one of the yeah. great tag teams that we've had over the years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've always been a big fan of, you know, FTR. Love the Young Bucks, but mm-hmm. Usos are that little bit notch above. They've done so many things. They're a terrific tag team. And I think a lot of people would say, you know, they're one of the best tag teams we've had, you know, in the most recent years. May not mm-hmm. have been pushed the best in their early part of their career. Like, I think there was something that was released a few months ago showing their debut and how they were cutting a promo on Raw with Tamina Sukkah. And we've even covered some of their first part of their career where they really yep. didn't do a lot. Like, they had that really awesome tr- traditional entrance where they would sing their music mm-hmm. and come out and dance. But then yep. slowly they would find themselves on pre-shows or in mm-hmm. battle royals. They weren't getting featured anymore. But to see where they are now, I think they're both stars. And, yeah, I think it should be a, a great show overall. Only six, five matches have been listed. I think they'll add probably two to three more. Maybe they might put the tag champs in. I've seen nothing around what Sammy and KO will be doing. I think Imperium would be great you know, to do that matchup. Um, but, yeah, anything else you have on Money in the Bank? Uh, just going back to that, yeah, to the tag titles, they're sort of doing, uh, I think they're sort of just planting a little bit of seeds of the, um, back in the day of the uh, Team Hell No or Team uh, uh, Team Yes or something, where um, we're watching um, Kevin Owens becoming very infuriating with everybody lately and Sammy sort of being in the background going, dude, why are you so angry? So again, if we get um, the psychologist back, uh, whatever his name was, uh, I think the last time we saw him, he tried to do a project with uh, at some other wrestlers. Um, but yeah, it could be interesting uh, what's going with them. Uh, yeah, whoever they're taking on, put geez, put them in a gauntlet match or something it would be great. That'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah, I was really thinking like since Mania, like who were the other main tag teams that they're really feuding with like they've got Mm. both belts which means they should be on both brands but it's almost like sometimes the tag team has been forgotten about like it's really was Usos, KO and Sammy for a long time teams like the Viking Raiders and stuff were kind of the only ones really going for it maybe they start to do some stuff with NXT bring some of their tag teams up but yeah 
All right, so just before we move on to our next topic, I want to actually put in one of our promo videos. So we are talking about the Apron Bump podcast and also main event marks. So check these guys out. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. And I know what you're thinking. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans beat up on WWE and AEW? Tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days. Enough! I'm just as sick of it as you are, and that's why I created The Apron Bump. The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. It's about making wrestling fun again. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, tying together over six different promotions spanning four different decades. And everything is chronologically in a timeline to really allow myself and all you listeners to live through these eras while having a good time doing it. Whether it's dubbed WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday, or as some may say, Bump Day. Uh huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Main Event Marks is a retro pro wrestling podcast hosted by two lifelong wrestling marks and walking wrestling encyclopedias, Troy and Greg. Every Wednesday, we do a breakdown and review from a fan's perspective on some of wrestling's biggest and most forgotten shows ever, along with the industry news from that time period taking you back in history to when that event took place. Main Event Marks is available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Main Event underscore Marks. What? Oh, we're back. And I just realized something there. I actually didn't take down the money in the bank symbol. <sighs> I'll do it next time. It's okay. It's okay, bro. We're all good. We're Shut the stream down. Shut it down. <laughs> See you later. See you guys. <laughs> I, I'm just done. I'm just done. I can't do it anymore. Oh, crap. All right. Should we do AEW or should we go to something sure. else? Because I've got a couple of other things on our list. Sure, let's go to the Forbidden Door. There we go. Housekeeping. <laughs> Would you? Here's a question: Would you open the Forbidden Door to AEW? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm Alan. keen. I, I'm keen. I'm keen. This wait, wait, wait. Like... Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Could you yeah. say that again, please? I'm keen. I'm keen for this show. Alan used to and, and, rip uh, on this company all the time. We he ripped them when we did our double or nothing review last episode, and now I might hand it over to you. You can talk about it all. You're the new fan now. No, 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 no! Don't do that! Don't do that! No, no. Um, I'm just looking forward to it because of all the Japanese superstars are going to be performing here tonight. Um, I am when I'm not watching WWE. Um, I am also a bit of a, a fan. I am a fanboy uh, to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I do mm. love this stuff. Um, I at least just started watching just a couple of years ago, thanks to our good friend Matt. 
he uh, I think it was the Wrestle Kingdom where Jericho and Omega took each other on Kenny Omega and that was a great match and that was the first time I actually watched an entirety of it that the entire show from start to finish of that Wrestle Kingdom and was like this is fantastic no I wouldn't say they're superstars no I don't see that uh, well I just see them as wrestlers I'll change my verbiage. My verbiage is right there. They're not superstars. They're wrestlers. And that's probably where I think a lot of people who may be casual to New Japan don't know who a lot of the people are. So I get where AEW is doing the cross-promotion because it reminds me of ROH and New Japan when they used to do, I think it was either Best of the Best or like the All-Star Supercards where they would have people like Akata wrestling in their main events will osprey also competed there amiga when he was new japan was also an roh so they're really targeting the audience that was watching that but mm-hmm. i would there's a fan like i don't watch a lot of new japan like maybe wrestle kingdom is really the only time i would watch it i don't have new japan world i see it through twitter and what they do but i don't watch <laughs> it as you know as you would or other people would so Really watching Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision is the only way I'm really seeing the build-up. Like, oh, yep, I remember that guy from last year's Forbidden Door. Or I remember mm-hmm. here from, you know, when he wrestled at, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, you know, two or three years ago. So we might put up the card, have a bit of a chat mm-hmm. here. So the pre-show is actually the women's first round of the Owen Hart Cup. You know, we had it last year where we had Britt Baker won the women's tournament. We yep. had Adam Cole win the men's tournament. So on the pre-show, we've got Athena versus Billy Starks. Athena was Amber Moon, uh, formerly in WWE. Yes. She's also the Ring of Honor World Women's Champion. So I think she would win this matchup, you know, again, to push her as a top star. But I think it goes back to that. This show really is AEW, New Japan, ROH, because it's got all wrestlers from, you know, those three different brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was. It's really good. Tim, the king, the king. I like that. The Tim King. Hello, thank you. Um, I think never to win this one too. Uh, mm. Billy Starks. Always good to see. Anything else on that one? Yep. <laughs> Uh, next matchup. So this was just announced, actually. This is I, I saw this from a spoiler that it was revealed after they pre-taped Rampage after Dynamite the other day. And this is the Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler matchup. So Tom Lawler, former UFC fighter, uh, he actually used to cosplay in the UFC. So, for example, yep. when he weighed in once, he dressed as the Shockmaster and walked yep. up onto the ramp, fell over, put the helmet back on, and then weighed in. I think one time he also did Dan Seven when he also competed. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a great wrestler in MLW. So the like the original mm-hmm. battle, I think it was called Battle Riot, which was their like battle royal with like pinfalls and eliminations. I think he's a mm-hmm. former winner of that. And yep. yeah, he actually came in and jumped Adam Cole on Rampage to kind of set up a feud or really continue the feud between MJF and Cole. And I like it. I think it's a good little twist. Adam Cole again, one of my favorites of a. Uh, Mostly NXT. I loved him in NXT. He was a great star there. What's your take on this matchup? Huh? What are you doing? Uh, just Adam Cole. He's uh, he's, he's 
He's a tall man. He's a very tall man. Yes. He's so tiny. You, you can put him right there on the mic there. Hello, Adam. Get off. How, how dare you? Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> should be a good match. Uh, I Tom Loy is, uh, again, everything you've just spoke about, He I've mm. watched. And uh, this dude, I think this is going to be a kind of fun. I, 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 are they both going to come out like as in cosplay or something? Because, you know, uh, I know Adam Cole likes to dress up. You know, he came as the Master Chief um, for his title match against Hangman and Page all those months ago. So maybe they might do it. You know, it'd be kind of fun. Mm. With the cosplay wrestling. Yeah. I know I, I made shit about that before. I made I talked about that with Slavina Vayu doing it. You know. Come on, the guys can do it too. It's good. Let's go. I will cosplay say one thing. I, one thing I really love about cosplay is when you see mashups. Though, when you get like you know someone doing a Assassin's Creed Boba Fett or something like that, where they take like that's two different cool. genres and combine them, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I don't have the the time to do that, uh, but I love how people can like think outside the normal and like combine you know two different things like DC and Marvel and make like you know Iron Man and Green Lantern. You know, mash them together yep. and make like a gold and like green. You know, uh, Iron Man suit. I think one of my favorite things I ever saw was someone dressed up as the Ninth Doctor from Doctor oh, Who yeah. and also had a lightsaber. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And it was and instead yeah. of having the the screwdriver, he had a lightsaber. And it was a blue saber too, which made it even sweeter. It was like, mm. dude. Yeah, just had uh, just the nerd tingles were around. I was like, damn man, that is cool. Yeah, just taking two little things like that, two of my favorite things of Doctor Who and Star Wars, and then mashing it together. Very cool. Very, very cool. I saw someone make a mashup on a YouTube clip. It was uh, Lord of the Rings, but with lightsabers. So they switched all the sword battles for lightsabers. Yep. I think, yep. I think even Skyrim, I think, had like lightsabers as well in a few mods. So you could walk around first person lightsaber in the Skyrim yep. world and battle, you know, and battle a dragon Marche man, you know, as he flies in on you. So yeah. that's right. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Thrown fire down. Very cool. So who do you got? Cole or Lola? Tom. Tom to win. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's your choice. Uh, next, <laughs> next matchup is for the AEW World Women's Championship. Tony Storm, Aussie Pride, good on you there. Taken on the uh, New Japan Strong Women's Champion, Willow Nightingale. Willow is strong. She is a strong woman, and uh, our girl Tony Storm is going to have her hands full in this one. Um, I see Tony picking up the win, but um, Danielle. Oh, sorry. Willow is going to beat her up. Mm. It's going to be great. It'll be like watching a Bull Nakano match back in the day, just being up with a, a young lioness. It's going to be great. Did you actually check out her match with, uh, was it Sasha Banks? Or what's her name? Mercedes Monet, when they actually fought for the New Japan Women's Championship. That was the main yeah, event man. of that show. Yes, and yes, I think that's how uh, what Sasha got injured, eh? She, she got broke injured. her ankle got... or something. Yeah. yeah, she broke her ankle. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that one should be a good one. But I got Tony for that one. But uh, yeah, Willow's going to beat her up. It's going to be good. And I will say something Hopefully. she does really cool. 
real throwback there. I'm talking like 03, 04, TNA, Monty Brown. She does a really cool pounce, like how she, she comes off mate. those ropes and just launches them. It's really, really cool. I love it. Well, exactly the same thing I was going to say. Monty Brown would be very proud of that mm. pounce. It's very cool. All right, next matchup, a four-way match for the AEW International Championship. We've got Daniel Garcia with the, the greatest hips in pro wrestling. Uh, we've got Shibata. We've got Zack Sabre Jr., the ROH, no, the uh, New Japan TV champion, and Orange Cassidy defending his title four-on-one or three-on-one. He's the champion retaining. It's a four-way, fatal four-way. Um, all these guys are fantastic. Um yeah, Daniel says Daniel Garcia does you know just likes to shake it. Um, Zach Sabre Jr. is a beast in the ring, and they're cocky son of a gun too. Um, and then you got Orange Cassidy. <laughs> uh, smacking it raw. Who are those two people that you know of? Is it is it Orange Cassidy and and Garcia? And the uh, other two dudes, you're like, who are they for they? I guarantee Matt will say, yeah, yeah, I know Shibata. Yeah, I know Zack Sabre. He was, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love watching Shibata wrestle. This good mm, dude is yeah. fantastic. He is a freak. And I would like to see Shibata and, you know, Orange Cassidy, Garcia, go like full out of the ring and Shibata and Zack Sabre Jr. Just kick the shit mm. out of each other. It would be a great little thing to watch. So, for sure um for that one i'm gonna I'm, i think cassie's gonna pick up the win he'll okay. probably get the he'll get the pin over garcia but it's gonna be one of those hard hitting matches someone's coming out of that match with like a, a slap chest uh <laughs> i like Ch- i like ciabatta mm, i like slightly Chibata different <laughs> i do like a ciabatta do you like uh, yes. it fresh or do you like it lightly toasted? Depending on where I am at night, how I'm feeling. I will say for toasted. this one, I think Shibata and Zaber, or Zach Zaber, what did I say? Zaber, Sabre Jr. and Shibata, when they face off, because Zach's like a real trash talker, he'll talk mm. trash to you while he's actually manipulating your wrist or your knee or your ankle, where Shibata's very stone faced about it but they'll have a great interaction between the two. I see Cassidy retaining the champion. I think he's like 30-something almost title defenses since he's actually won the championship, which was originally called... What was the original name of the battle? Wasn't it the... um, What was it before the International? It had a different name. All All Atlantic, I think it was its previous name. Uh, Yeah, a lot of title defenses, but I I also say, yeah, I see Orange picking up the win, but I think it'll be a great matchup. Cool. Okay. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one because he just came back and you actually let me know that it was on because I was actually still sleeping when you texted me and said it started. And I'm talking about CM Punk uh, returning on AEW Collision. And yeah, we joked about it, <clears throat> that he was coming. You didn't think he might come back. I said, no, 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 he will. He'll rectify those mistakes. He'll sit down with the Bucks and Omega They'll plant the seed for what should be a great storyline, which I still think. I've talked about this to people before. Mm-hmm, I still mm-hmm. think the the it was a worked, a worked program. Okay. When they did the all out scrum, I believe it was a work. Okay, look, Punk's injured. 
he needs to go and have surgery. Kind of like when Cody got injured, he took those months away. I think mm-hmm. Punk's like, yep, I'm going to have to leave. And they're like, okay, let's work up a program that you leave, cause a lot of ice to watch this scrum. You go and have your surgery and we'll just keep it really close-knit. Who knows that this is a work? Eventually, we're going to get the matchup. FTR, Punk, Bucks, and Kenny. I don't think we're going to get it this year. I no. see it being something in 2024. But mm-hmm. Punk is back. Before they were talking about this match, what do you think of his first match back? Don't get me wrong. I always found when I said the stuff on the most previous show about Phil, um, I'm still, I was hurt that, you know, um, that type of shit went down. And again, I watch wrestling for fun. And when you see that type of nonsense happening, uh, yeah, even when it's brought to light. And again, when you're saying that it, you know, it is a work shoot, um, it just kind of felt like you know, a little too real and you didn't want to be that way. Because again, you watch wrestling, it's a nice little escape. And then when they escape, become a little bit known. It like it feels a little too real. You just it's a it's a yuck feeling. Um, <clears throat> he did great in the ring. It was good to see him wrestle. He did fantastic. He had his boys backing him up during the match. Um, Juice just he, he knew he he's he was reason why he was in that match was to take those bumps to get the to get the pin over him to hit to be hit with the TKO and to go to sleep whatever you call it. And that's what he does best. Um, he dropped a clerk's line on the most recent Rampage. Uh, sorry, not Rampage, uh, Dynamite, saying that he wasn't even meant to be, uh, not even meant to be here because he's talking about Collisions. Collisions, he show. Tony Khan has brought, made a show just for CM Punk to be on. So he doesn't have to, you know, play with those boys, uh, the Bucks and Omega. He, they, you know, TK definitely made a show just purely for Punk to participate on. Mm. And I think there was something that they released <laughs> when they put the first poster out, and it's like everyone on that poster had some mm-hmm. beef, you know, with the elite or something in the past, or like one of the dynamite posters, like everyone there That's had true. some issue with Punk. Yep. Um, but I think it's like you know, wrestling sometimes you just have to watch it and like try not to overthink it. And I sometimes feel like oh, I don't want to overthink the storylines going and like just enjoy the product as it happens, you know, just be in the moment of it all. And you know, to see Punk come back, I heard something like, Oh no, people think it's not the same Punk. He lost his flair, a lot of people lost faith in him. I know with his last stint, I think he had an interesting stint. The Derby matchup, the hangman, the Gene Ambrose, or the what John Moxley matches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're going to, I don't see him being here long. Like, I don't think he's going to be here for two to three years and do really long programs. I yep. think he, to end it off would be to do the Bucks Kenny matchup would be a great way mm-hmm. to go. Even people were saying like, Oh, what if he actually turned on FTR on that collision show and joined bullet club gold and led a version of that, you know, with Jay white and juice and like, you love punk being back, but then you turn him heel instantly. And it's like, Ooh, Okay. Because we really haven't seen a heel punk in AEW. He's a great heel. I love his, like, what, ROH, Impact Wrestling, or TNA when he was there. He was a great heel. Could we get that eventually? What do you think about that? Uh, no, 
he, he there's a reason why he's back and that's to bring more eyes and they need him to be the the face mm. you know um even though he speaks like a heel and he speaks his mind and how how he feels and um but when when he came down too and he cut that promo on collision and he had his boots around him i was like you, yeah, are you gonna same. hang it up are you gonna hang it up phil yeah what are you doing there and he also came out with the bag and there was no snake in the bag um it was you know what's in that bag and he's instantly he's off the mic he's talking to the camera he's talking to max and yeah it's the it's he's aw title mm. so we haven't seen it but it's in there and we know that it's there so yeah you know are we going to get sort of the where rick flair was in the WWE, but he was the world champion and he was running around holding that, that world title. It, I love seeing that old footage back in the day and they would blur the title out, mm. you know? Mm. So Punk still sees himself as the world heavyweight champion, but we all know that Max is the champion. So, and again, it could be what we're seeing, what they've done recently with WWE, where you've got a champion on one show and the champion on the other. So, oh, yeah. They, yeah, but I don't think that's doing that. I think it's saying Punk is basically going, going I am still champion. This is mm. the real title. Max, what you got over there, that doesn't mean shit. Well, I heard people saying it's like, oh, you know, what if inside the bag, not only does it have the belt, but what if he has the dog collar? Yeah. You know, what right. if we do the rematch? What if we do dog collar two, but this time for the AEW world title? Yep. Because I think that'll be an awesome thing. And then I had this theory I was talking the other day. I think it might have been Tim King's show when I joined his chat. I thought, just imagine in that matchup, you know, CM Punk's got MJF down. He's about to win the title. And two guys come in. The Young Bucks slide in, super kick to CM Punk. <clears throat> and you're like, oh, my God. And they actually help MJF win. And that sets up the FTR CM Punk versus Kenny and Bucks matchup. That'll be cool. I, that's, cool. that's, fa that's fantasy booking, you know, that I'm doing there. But the match that CM Punk's actually got at Forbidden Door is against Kojima. He's a very good uh, Japanese talent. And I think yes, I shared is. a tweet in our, what, our wrestling chat group the other day, which was him actually boarding the plane, actually on his way uh, to, Such I think it's tweet. to the show. And I'm going to put the tweet up and I want to read what it actually says. So Please he say. actually tweeted it in his Japanese language, but it was converted into English. And it says, I'm going to Canada now. I ate a hot dog, so I'm fine. Hot dog power, eat in Canada. Hot dog emoji with a laugh heart emoji. Such a good tweet. So good to see. Um, those two are going to have another hard-hitting match too. Um, mm. Punk's, got, Punk's got some uh, heavy kicks coming his way. Um, so he's bets to be ready. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Punk's winning this one, definitely. Yeah. Do you actually see him winning at the actual tournament? Maybe. Um, mm. I don't think he needs it. Yeah. But there's a maybe. And I'm not really for it. Give it to another young talent. Mm. I remember seeing last year, like even with Cole in it, I think I chose Cole. I'm like, yeah, Cole's going to win. Like, he was kind of like the golden child that they were pushing with Tony Khan and the foundation, you know, the Owen Hart Foundation. And I think it's good, like, he won it, but they really didn't do much with it after the storyline. It was a moment in time, you know, Brit, 
Adam Cole win. Cole becomes a face really at that time. Um, yeah, I think I think Punk will make it to the semi because I think Samoa Joe is actually in the next bracket below him. So we're actually going to get Joe Punk, which would be like po, you know Joe Punk three really from the Royal Classic ROH. We're going to get it in two thousand and twenty three. <laughs> possibly on a collision. I think they'll do it there because, again, that's where mm-hmm. Punk would be doing most of his time. Um, our next matchup, 10-man tag team. We have the Blackpool Combat Club. So Moxley, Wheeler, Claudio, uh, Katesta, and Shota. I don't actually know this guy. Shota, is, am I saying these names right? I don't even know. Claudio Kastanovic. Say it correctly. No, it's Kastanoli, not Novik. No, Claudio. That's how we used to say it back in the day. Come on, man. But Cla- Claudio Castanoli. Castanoli. That's what I said. Cesaro. Cesaro. <laughs> no, his name is Claudio. His name is Claudio. No, I'm saying the other guys at yeah. Chateau, um, I don't know, Umino? Chatati. Chatati. Right. So he'll take the pin then? So. <laughs> no, no, he's a quite a good talent, this young fella too. But we've also got... Um, Shota Yono. Uh, oh, what have we got down here? Looks Tom like looks Tom like is doing most of his time in a pool cabana. Don't know what you're talking about, Matt. I I, I know these people's names. I, I well, I watch them once often when they wrestle, and they're actually taking on the elite. Uh, we're talking about Hangman Page, the Bucks, uh, Eddie Kingston, and Ishii, who was also announced recently. So it's kind of like I like Ishii. What, the third or fourth oh. time we're actually doing Blackpool versus the Elite. This time it's just a single, like it's a tag team, but it's isn't a like anarchy, not anarchy in the arena. No, it's not blood. It's not barbed wire. No. I would have loved if they added elimination to it to kind of make the match give a bit more time, have elimination style, put some desperation in there, two on three, four on two. But uh, what's your views on this one? Uh, this is a classic Japanese style where they get a whole lot of talent that need to get onto the show mm-hmm. and they get them on the show. That's why we see uh, quite a lot of uh, six-man tag in most of the uh, New Japan shows because, again, they've got to get the talent out there or mm-hmm. they've got to get some young lions out there to get to perform in front of a crowd. So this is why this match is here is basically just to make sure that everyone who came down to to fight, to wrestle, get to get to payday. And knowing TK, because he loves this type of stuff, he's happy to throw that money at these guys. So, yeah, this one should be a good one. Um, so the the Elite are good, and the Blackpool are bad in the way of looking at this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like the Elite whatsoever. I don't like the Bucks. You know I don't like the Bucks. Um <laughs> But I love Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's for that time to be on there. For one night only, I get to be an elite member. I fucking hate it. I don't want to be here. You know? Um, but yeah, I got Blackpool to win this one. Yeah. No, I think it'll be the same. I think uh, they're a great heel faction. I think they're doing some great things. Uh, you know, Brian's got his big matchup. So I, like, you know, jumping ahead, I don't think Brian will pick up the win, but I think. Blackpool will pick up the win in this matchup. So even though they might lose that single matchup, they'll take a win, you know, this actual show. So I say, yeah, Blackpool will get the actual win. I don't I don't really know how it would finish, but an interesting finish would be like Takeshita pinning Omega 
you know, after all the yeah. attacks, the heel turn to make a stamp there. Maybe Don Callis helps him with that. Get the old screwdriver. There's a little shot there. And, you know, K- Kateshta, what's his name? Is it Takeshta? Yeah. He picks it's up the win. Good. Is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, but again, Omega's not in that match either too. So that's who that main program is really a bit the center around. But he again, Kenny's got a big night ahead of him with another match. See, I just noticed that he wasn't in that match. Yep. See, that shows yeah. you that I've uh <laughs> So I well I would say then what Takeshta beating probably Kingston then would make sense. But there's different oh, yeah, stories to tell it. because I think they're gonna do Kingston versus Claudio, I think, for the ROH title. So could Kingston pin Claudio? to then do the ROH stuff, potentially. So, okay. Next it's, match up. It's, sorry to interrupt. It's AEW. They don't really mind who's getting pinned as long as they're getting paid. Pin me and pay me. Most of those guys there live by that motto. I don't mm. think there's, I mean, any of them really have a uh, an ego, really, about it. It's just like we're getting a fat payday today. So hopefully, yeah, whoever gets win. I'm talking about the Blackpool, and then other than the Bucks, mm. you know, we don't mind getting pinned as long as you pay us. We're cool. They actually got a new T-shirt too. Looks really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait to That's play a- um, AEW Fight Forever and just have them win all the belts. So, uh, but the, them, yeah, okay, yeah, yep. cool. <laughs> You can't stand them, can you? I can't. I'm sorry. This there's a reason why I don't like wrestling. Sometimes too many well, flippity doodah bulls. You wait till September. I've got a match that we might be doing that features the Bucks. So we'll see how we go. Okay. Okay. All right. Now the next matchup: six man tag. Chris Jericho, mm. Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki taking on Sting, Darby, and a mystery partner. Who is the mystery partner, Al? Well, what did Darby Allen say the other week, you know, to Jericho? You know, he said to him, you've made a lot of enemies in this business, haven't you, Jericho? And I saw on Twitter, as soon as uh, Darby dropped that, everyone immediately went to Goldberg. And I was like, do they really want to bring Goldberg back for this match in a six-man tag, or are they going to wait till they're in England, where or where Goldberg does like to have a payday, a big fat payday? And so, will he make it there? Um, I don't know who the person might be. I'm trying to think of, um, you know, who Jericho's had some real beef with back in the day. Unfortunately, it won't be Dean Malenko. Um, <laughs> pardon me for the love of everything. Please don't be Goldberg. Uh, just in time, with maybe, maybe, bro. We'll see. Uh, I hope not either. Um, you know, it can't be Dean. I, I would love to see Dean Malenko back in the ring one more time, but he can't due to his illness. Uh, Hoovy is a Hoovy juice returning, maybe. Don't know. Um, I'm just trying to anyone about yet. Ralphus, Ralphus is back. Oh God! And he wants revenge. Well, I'm trying to think. Like, is there anyone on the roster like now that would be like you know was run out by Jericho or injured by Jericho? One person I think would be cool because they've been promoting that he's returning 
I'm thinking Scorpio Sky. You know, he's one of the ones they've been talking about. He's going to be on Collision. And I thought, well, we haven't had him return yet. He did actually have a win over Jericho when he was world he champion, did. like way back in like yep. 2019, I think, AEW. I think yep. Scorpio would be cool to come back and then maybe do a new program. You know, he's a former yep. TNT champion. He's, done, he's a, what, the inaugural tag team champ. He won that, yep. what was that match? The, uh, that's brass the, the ring. ring they got, the brass ring thing, the sonic ring, yeah. I call it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he's done everything except become world champ. So this could be a way to push him into it. What have we got Matt saying here? No, please, Goldberg, whatever clusterfuck it is. <laughs> Goldberg is the only thing that could save watching Sting versus Jericho in their 80s. I want to see Sting and Jericho, though. I'm actually keen to see that because it's never happened Same. before. They never actually wrestled. Sting. Um, even the um, tomato face Sting. Mm. Adding another eighty-year-old just to, doesn't make it better. True, very true. But isn't Goldberg in his fifties, though? Yeah, he's not the best, though. I, I, Goldberg for he me, just really, it just wouldn't be. Just I don't know. Goldberg just wouldn't make sense. I see like the appeal of a big star, but oh, yeah. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go Scorpio. I think Scorpio would be a good add okay. to it. That's um, a uh, yeah. that's a logical. That is a good way of thinking. And I like that. That's a very um, good way of doing it. I think the comments section right there is, like, oh, please, yeah, yeah. anyone but Goldberg, anybody but him. Uh, I mean, for God's sake, he nearly killed the dead man, legit mm. killed the dead man. He, you know, split his head open, blood pissing down his face, and dropped the Undertaker on his head. And that was a mess of a match. And we have talked about possibly doing that, but I think the version that WWE have now is actually this, the edited version where they actually take out a lot of the botches. So it yeah. looks like a more condensed, you know, six to eight minute matchup. But yeah. I think we should do, we should try and find the unedited one and just watch it for 10 minutes, just cringing and going, yep. What the hell it's was that? Because remember, yeah. take it, what you can do, take his face really well when it, what was the face after the camera shot? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible. He's matchup. looking at, he's looking around at the camera, and you know he's looking straight at Vince, and he's looking at Pritchard, going, "What the? F did you just put me through? Mm. Unbelievable." Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got four to go. Uh, this is I don't think this will be the main event, but it will be a main event. We are talking about MJF defending the AEW World Championship against Tadahashi. Love Tadahashi. He's a mm. fantastic wrestler. Um, but MJF, you know, this is definitely like, I don't want to take anyone to have any offense against Tadahashi, but he's like the John Cena of um, New Japan wrestling. You know, he's got that vibe about him. And uh, everyone knows him. Everyone loves him and thinks it's fantastic. He's going to do good. So in a way, it's like Cena versus M MJF. But it's not Cena. Um, these two are going to have a really good wrestling match as well, too. I'm going to both of them again. MJF, he's doing wonders uh, in and out of the ring. The man just lives his gimmick to the fantastic. Uh, calling Shivani a pervert um, on the most recent show, quite accurate. Um, if because especially if you go back and listen to some of the most 
not the most recent shows, but the past episodes of What Happened When, uh, Shivanto is quite a perverto on that show, well, especially if there's some lovely ladies coming out, Medusa or Francine or any of those people. Um, yeah. So I'll go MJF for that one, but it's going to be a it'd be a hard-hitting match yet again. I've said that several mm. times in this stream, but it's true. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I don't see MJF, <clears throat> you know, losing the championship anytime soon. I think it's going to be a lengthy reign. I think we need a good heel champion to carry the company. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they didn't try and book champ versus champion, though. You know, to do Sonata, you know, IEWGP champion <clears throat> versus AEW world champion. That would have been interesting. They didn't do that last year. And I thought, well, maybe they could do it this year. Sonata's a big face, MJF's the big heel. But then I thought, well, maybe you can get more from doing two singles matches, which is what we've got here with, you know, uh, what is it, Tadahashi, MJF, and then we've got Jungle Boy and Sonata. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Tadahashi's a great wrestler. He's also wrestled down here, I think, even in Australia, and come and done some of our regional promotions. I know NATO wrestled down here, actually just like literally 20 minutes from where I am in like a small stadium in the city. He wrestled there. like So to go from like a Wrestle Kingdom, you know, main event, and to still come down and do a smaller show, which I think sometimes better because it's more intimate. Like you've actually got mm-hmm. a smaller audience. You're not locked into a massive stadium. You can interact more with the audience. But mm-hmm. yeah, I say MJF getting the win. Um, yeah, and continuing his reign, which should be going for a probably to the end of the year. Uh, next matchup, talking about the other world title matchup, IWGP heavyweight title, Sonata versus Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. With Hook. Hook is now being added to this match. Uh, well, it, it, with Jungle Boy in his corner, um, it's good to see Sahada. He's fantastic, um, especially from almost you know a couple of years ago. He was a tag team guy, yeah, and now he's their heavyweight champion. It's very cool to see. Um, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Fantastic wrestler as well too. So these one, this hopefully this will be a. Again, I'm going to say it again, another hard hitting match one more time, and uh, yeah, it's a hard again to pin. And uh, I hope Hook doesn't get involved. I think he's just sitting there, like with like his dad would be back in the day, just crossed his arms. He's got the title belt. I don't need to get involved with this whatsoever. I'm just going to sit here and watch these guys beat each other up. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I've actually seen from what I've been watching that they're going to do a potential Jack Perry heel turn because he picked up a win a few weeks ago by grabbing the tights to get the win. I feel as if there'll be a spot in this match where there might be a referee down spot and Jack will say to Hook, give me the belt. Like, so I could use the belt. And Hook's like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, you have to wrestle properly. And yep. so Hook won't give him the belt, and that'll lead to, you know, Jungle Boy trying to argue with him, turn around, you know, take a finisher, and then the pinfall loss to set okay. up a Hook Jungle Boy. Because I think it'd be weird for Jungle Boy to turn heel, because I like him as a singles face. Yep. So, But I feel like they're going that route. I think sometimes there's too many heels when it comes to AEW wrestling. Yes. Um, people's flipping back and forth. But I can see, yeah, I'm feeling there'll be a Hook interaction He'll ask for the belt. Hook will have none of it. And then Sonata picks up the win. I don't see any belts changing like that. I don't see yeah. 
you know, Jungle Boy winning, you know, New Japan's championship and then yeah. going over and competing over there. More last year, I thought they would have done that with the Switch, but this year I'm yes. not feeling that that will be something that they will do. Yep. Now, one of, either one of these matches could main event, and we've got two singles, one for the United States title and one which is just a dream match. Now, we might do the dream match first because I just sure. watched, literally watched a promo just before we started. It was actually a fan-made clip, you know, putting the careers together of Brian Danielson and Okada. And we're talking about this dream matchup. It's something that would you think, you know, years ago we would have ever thought to see Daniel Bryan, you know, let alone leave WWE, but potentially get an Okada matchup. What's your views on this one? This was cool. Um, again, I, I watched the video with uh, at the ending of Rampage. And sorry, not Rampage, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, was, was it Rampage? Yeah, whatever it was. Um, and just hearing the, the coin drop, drop and out comes Okada. And Wheeler, he gives Wheeler the, you know, the, um, the Rainmaker, which was bloody fantastic to see. But this is a match that, you know, again, you thought you'd never see in all of all the time and on this existence of this planet. Because they're, they're two dudes that you would never potentially maybe see. Um, you know, because again, Daniel Bryan at one time was a WWF guy or WWE guy. And Okada was just basically, I'll work with ROH. I like to wrestle down there. I also like to do my stuff over in New Japan. So you never thought their their paths would ever ever cross, um, but now we get to see it, and that's going to be a good match. Um, I want Okada to get the win, so that would be cool. So yeah, definitely Okada to pick up the win. Yeah, I think it'll be a classic. I'm thinking maybe 35 minutes they'll probably give to it to be a great matchup. Yep. Um, I think with the, the G1s coming up soon, I think for New Japan, and I think Okada's in that, and that's, again, mm -hmm. the road to Wrestle Kingdom. You know, does Okada have a loss before that, or should he enter the tournament already with a big win on his yep. line? Because they really are billing this match as the best in the world. Like, this is, yeah. there's going to be a one, and there's going to be a two after this matchup. Goats. But I even think Offspray and Amiga could also be in that argument, you know, to be, you know, almost an equal one and two. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a great match. I think I had a feeling months ago that Brian was going to go to ROH and go after mm -hmm. the ROH championship or like come back to where he started and do something there. And then to see that promo of, you know, Daniel walking in the desert and calling out Okada, I'm like, what? We're actually going to get Okada versus Brian. But even then, like Okada, I knew the original Okada. I knew the TNA Okada where he was a Kato ripoff mm -hmm. from the Green Hornet that mm -hmm. was with Samoa Joe, where he would come in and like attack people and just stand next to Samoa Joe. And almost like that guy doesn't exist anymore. No. You know, you and I have actually seen him wrestle in Australia, in Melbourne, yep. and he brings the audience there. He's a really great wrestler. And I would say mm -hmm. one of the best drop kicks, you know, that we have oh. in pro wrestling. Um, you know, our mate Matt, who we mentioned at the start of the show, is a big New Japan fan. He's a big fan of Okada. And yeah, I think it'll be a great matchup for the fans. And just one question before a prediction Okada shorts or Okada pants? Shorts. <laughs> oh, uh, one long, long leg and then one short leg. 
so he's got like the the uh what's her name ruby soho thing going on so he's just, you know yeah there we go or either way shorts uh sh- yeah pants shorts there we go so Perfect. right leg short left leg pant i don't really mind i don't really uh, you know i'm going with shorts let's see the man in shorts let's do it uh, awesome yeah i'm going to say uh, akata for the win uh now do you think that would main event or do you think this next match will this match is uh okay the, yeah kenny osprey is our main event of the evening so this is kenny omega will osprey 2 uh the rematch from january's wrestle kingdom which i actually think you may have watched live as it I took did. place again I the did. japan shows aren't that bad of time in aussie because we can actually watch them at our evening so i think you caught up with our mate matt and watch this it was almost considered even at that time match of the year even though we were yeah. only like literally in the start of 2023 yep. and here we go again what do you think about this one that match um at wrestle kingdom later later before this you know in the year back in january was a real fight real brutality um and again these are two dudes one British wrestler, one Canadian wrestler hosting a Japan show. And basically at this time, Kenny Omega down or over in the States was heel. He was the belt master. Air had all the belts running around. He still does. But again, he is the, the belt master there where pretty much Will Ospreay was like, mate, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to find where you are, bruv. I'm going to mess you up. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's what they did. They beat each other up so bad in that match. There's a particular spot in the match where, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> um, Omega had a table, and the table wouldn't break. So he went, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna coup de gras through the table," and he broke the table. And the the table was standing up, so it was upside down. So he says, "No, I'm gonna put, uh, I'll, you know, I'll spray." through this son of a bitch and, I'm, and he did and um but yeah the uh the tail of the tape of that match was the forearms to each other and to the back of the head that stuff's always just you know you get a bit of a watching they go oh that's nasty looking but i can't help but to look away i need to keep watching i need to keep watching um <clears throat> the winning of this match i like to see Osprey get the win here and get his title. Send everyone home happy. Uh, but again, again, I can I I know what I do. I shit all over AEW sometimes. But again, you know, Kenny Kenny Omega is a a god wrestler. He's from another universe. He's not from a different timeline, and he's coming to grace our timeline to kick ass and do amazing things. Kenny Olivier, that um, Cornette calls him on his show, I know he cannot stand the man because he does his little point thing. He does his little um, little knees and stuff like that. Sometimes I can understand that people might find that very annoying. Um, but, yeah, both these gentlemen here in this match, the same with the Okada and Danielson match. The, this is like the double main event right there, something very cool to watch to witness and hopefully hopefully it's not snake bit like it was last year i'm fingers crossed for that one 
I was going to say, yeah, by this time, a lots of matches were already rescheduled and cancelled and things <clears> were changing. So, so who did you actually pick on that match? Osprey. Osprey. Okay. Do you think we'll get a trilogy? I'd like to. That'd be cool. Mm. Yeah. Because I think people uh, are already thinking, like, trying to book all in, because that's going to be in London. You know, do you do that's Kenny right. Offspray 3? Because most likely the British fans will be cheering for Offspray, even though he's the heel. Do you rush it and do a trilogy, do it right away while it's hot? Or do you book it for another time? Does Kenny go 2 and 0? And Offspray is not even a part of the card. You know, there's different ways that we can do it. All I know is the match will be fantastic. You know, yeah. that that move, that the hidden blade, the way he does that elbow, there was a match that he did. It, was, it looked like it was an independent show. And, like, the crowd are so close around it, they all go quiet. And as he does the elbow, this this wrestler's head that he hit, it's like he is, you look like you've killed him. And then he dropped, like, four follow-up elbows. And I'm like, is this even wrestling? This is murder. Like, that's not a real thing. This is really happening in the ring. But that hidden blade elbow... It's just absolutely brilliant. But I love the Stormbreaker. That's an awesome finisher too. That spinning modified slam, I love it. It's an awesome finishing move. And he wrestled also down here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Regional Gippsland, he wrestled at, I think it was Gippsland Pro Wrestling in front of probably 100 people in just a small show. I was there and I saw him wrestle. And it was fantastic. I think it was JXT that he actually took on. So to see Offspray go from, again, the high of the highs and still do these indie shows, I think this match itself will be great. I think Offspray will get the win and will get a trilogy eventually down the road. So I think the ending will be Offspray, new United States champion. And how do you think the show will end? Will we have a, you know, an Offspray celebration? Do you think there'll be a debut? Do you think there'll be something else? Because... I know Tony Khan had said something that Forbidden Door will have a moment that'll almost redefine the company. Will it be after the match? Will it be something else? What do you reckon? I think that defining thing will probably be in that six-man tag with with Jericho and then Olberg returns. Oh, no. But um, I see it ending with Osprey holding up the title. And people throwing streamers. Let's get some oh, yeah. streamers in it. Let's yep. have a bit of that style, and that would be kind of fun to watch. Um, I don't really want to end in a BSE way with someone coming out. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool. It'd be wild. Mm. Just you know, the mind goes elsewhere. You know, just goes into a crazy place. You know, out. You know, he <laughs> Osprey holds up that title. Yeah. Roman Reigns music hits. What the fuck? What is going on here? Why is Roman Reigns all of a sudden in AEW and then holds up his title? He's, he's alongside Paul Heyman. There is a, a a TikTok video that I saw recently of Paul Heyman doing one of his shows. And then mm. in the front row was Will Ospreay. And he asked oh, Will wow. Ospreay, he asked Will Ospreay to come up and, and speak to him. And he says, um, I know you you know you know part of the WWE, but I would like to ha- give you something here right now. And everyone's like, "What's going on here? What's going on here?" This is a couple of years ago. This is when he was yeah. the advocate to Brock Lesnar, uh, Paul Heyman, and he gives him his card, and he goes, "If you're ever thinking about changing, give me a call," and that's how it ends. Mm. So this is many 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 years ago. 
Um, But just something wild and ridiculous like that. And, you know, and then it could just prove right there that my theory that the WWE is owns everything. Mm. Owns AEW, owns ROH, owns New Japan. That one, that giant superpower that we think that we didn't think it was there. There's something ridiculous, like something like that could happen. It was all, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. It was, it's Vince McMahon. He's bought his competition. He's bought everything. Hmm. But it's not, no, it's not going to happen. But if it did, that be, that should be crazy. Oh, it would be. It would be crazy. But again, you know, like anything could happen in wrestling. I'm not saying that like Vince is going to rock up there and say, you know, I'm here. It would be a massive twist. I think if they were just trying to do storyline, maybe Takeshita comes out and attacks Omega to help Offspray get the win. I do mm. like the ending of Offspray standing up there, you know, up there with his belt. Is that enough to end a show on a highlight like that? Does Tony Khan do a promo talking and maybe he books the main event for All In at this show? So maybe he... What are you doing? <laughs> with his awkward doesn't blinking face. Thank you, guys. Sorry, I blinked once. The next match... Hello, Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to my show. My dad gives me lots of money. Anyway, to sorry, I have a bit of a leakage in my nose because of my coke addiction. What do you mean? Don't say that. Okay, moving on. I am so proud to be here in this wrestling state here. Insert name here. Of place of wrestling. Okay. And tonight, I am going to be... A, give me 15 minutes of TV time, please. Vince Russo who? No, I'm not him. Yeah. That was a very good impression. I will give you that. It just needs the glasses. Hum, 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 hum. Yeah. There was that one that I sent you, and you're like, is this real? Like, is this, did he really do this? I think it was the one when they uh, renamed the All Atlantic Belt to International, where he says that at least like seven or eight times in this like 60 second promo. And he's trying to what, tie, tie it up with Shazam, the movie. And it's like he doesn't blink. It's just one continuous stare. And it's like, did you do this in one take? Like, you could have stopped it and we're going to take this part and we're going to snip at that part. But it's like, nope, I want one take. <clears throat> I'm going to say all Atlantic and international 10 times, but we'll get through it. Um, TK's old school. So he, one take, never. It's always mm. one take. We're not, we're not, we could save a reel of footage. No, no, no. We can just go straight to just doing one take, please, without blinking. That's funny. All right, we've got a couple more topics, but I think just before we move on to them, we want to give <clears> a shout-out to not one but two other great wrestling podcasts. We are talking about the ODPH podcast and also Marking Out. Hey, it's Chris from Marking Out, the only online listening experience in the world. Join myself... Dave, and social media influencer Brandon as we release a weekly podcast that covers the world of professional wrestling. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on all major podcasting applications, follow us on Twitter at MarkNow, and watch all of our great videos at youtube.com slash MarkNow11. And as always, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast. 
every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoGirlParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points, our companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, guys, are you rocking out, Al? We have some great Love partners, it, don't we? Yeah, we have some great, great podcasters that we've linked to. You know, Apron Bump. I love Kyle's work, and this is what I love about like podcasting. Like, we both used to be individual podcasters, mm-hmm. and Kyle does his show by himself. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine doing a show by myself now. Like, you need someone to bounce off. But the way Kyle does Apron Bump, he does it fantastic. Very good. Good. We are we are in a good place with our podcastians, brothers and sisters. All right, bro. Couple more things. I will try and get to two hours. Now I might put up this. We won't probably spend a lot of time on it, but I think we put it up to have a bit of a chat. You and I both saw this. I saw this no. with my son, who has been waiting for this movie for like two years, like counting down when's it coming out, when's it coming out. I think you saw it before me. We're talking about Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Really great film. And it really shows you how cartoons have changed from when we were kids. You know, going to the cinema and watching, like, the classics. I'm talking, like, Cinderella or Snow White or, Mm -hmm. like, We're Back. Like, those old ones like that. And to see something like Spider-Verse come in, you're like, what is this? Like, it's almost like a video game slash film. Uh, First of all, what's your take on the film? I absolutely loved it. Um, I went and saw this with my family as well, too. Um, uh, straight off the bat, I'll say this, that my son didn't enjoy it one bit. Um, and we were in a cinema full of children as well, too, with their families. And then about halfway into the movie, the, the children lost interest. Um, I think this was a very different take on the very first movie where we saw Miles as a child. He's a young man. He's a teen. He was early coming into his teens, where this movie is focusing now that Miles is now Spider-Man. He is no longer that kid that we saw in that very first movie. He's a man now. And sort of the trials and tribulations of being a Spider-Man and how he's going with it all, and then sort of the, you know, just teetering on how he feels about... um, spider gwen um on gwen and uh, how he's feeling about her and you're watching that as a kid you're like this is this is boring where's the action um there's a couple of bits in the movie where it's a lot of talking especially how he's speaking to his family on how he's sort of being a sort of a renegade and not being there for his father's party for his because he's going to become captain um it's reminiscent of being a young teenager and trying to be rebellious and stuff like that young people watching this movie i'm talking maybe seven eight nine ten they're looking at this and going this this doesn't appeal to me i I want to see action packed i want to see what i saw in the very first movie i want to see some silliness where's the cartoon pig what's all that silliness where's the japanese girl with the, the robot with the spider i want that and again there was not a lot of that but there was 
beautiful storytelling if you are watching it through the eyes of an adult. And I thought this movie was fantastic, visually beautiful. From like the 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 color contrast of each character of Captain Stacy that we see at the beginning of how he's feeling, um, especially. Um, yes, that is right. Thank you, uh, Cage. Uh, my IQ. It's a lot more darker. It is. A, that is a great way of putting it. Um, it felt grown up. Um, and just the color contrast of how they felt to be towards each towards each other. Um, and yeah, pretty much at the beginning of the movie, it's a Gwen movie. Um, we're learning a little bit more about her character. And if you know your comic book lore, that yes, in her story, Peter Parker wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider, but he was a victim. He, he became the lizard in that universe. And then Gwen had to do, the, uh, had to take him out and, uh, and killed him. And that's why we saw just a snippet of that in the very first movie. And this one straight off the bat just gives you explanation. Um, like you said before too, going it looked like a, a video game. It was. There was little contrast of that, just video game styles. And then when they go into the actual Spider-Verse, and I think what did they say? 180 types of different spider people. Very cool to see. What about, what did you think? I see as where, you know, where Bakley is coming from, where you're coming from, as it being a much darker film. I did have my son a few times going like that, you know, like, yep. okay, like, where's the, where's the fighting? Where's the action? And I like it for the darker side to it because it's like, oh, well, you know, it's showing the human-esque to a character. Yes. And that's why I feel sometimes someone like a Superman will never feel that because he's almost too powerful. It's too much God mode for him where Miles is telling you this story of a person that's not an adult yet. He's still having the feelings of the emotions of an adolescent person. Wants, needs, troubles, wants to be independent, but also wants to have that family security. And what I love, though, is that I've always loved Miles from the comic books. Like, I used to read the Ultimate Marvel comic books, where they did the comic book where they actually, he was the one that was there when the goblin killed He's Peter Parker. Yep. You know, he was the sole survivor of one of their main big crossovers where the Marvel world, Ultimate World combined, and he was like one of the only people that survived that. Yep. So I've always loved Miles as a character. I do think we'll eventually get a live action adaption of him. You know, they cool. teased it back in what is it like Spider Man Homecoming with having, you know, mm -hmm. the Prowler there and mention Miles. I thought we were going to get it in this, like maybe some scene where he's traveling through and you see an actual live action version of the character but they're just planting the seed i had my uh my fandom hat on you know during the scene when he's coming into the the spider world and you see all the different spider-men and i'm like oh i know that one that's from the animated show that's from this one like i wish i could pause it and go okay who have we got on the screen but like i used to love the comic book suits even in the video games so it's like oh that's from spider-man that's from that game that's from that game and mm -hmm. i think 2099 i've always loved you know that character I love the futuristic story of this person fighting a corporation and, you know, in the future, it wasn't affecting the current day Peter Parker. I've always loved that version and he, he killed it. He did a great job. Uh, I think the, the ending is great. You know, spoilers, guys, if you haven't seen it, I think it's uh, a great setup. 
I almost forgot going into this that I'm like, that's right. This was meant to be part one, you know, because mm -hmm. they took that away. You know, originally it was it said part one, and I love the ending. It gives you that almost like Empire Strikes Back feel, where it's like, oh no, you know, yep. the good guys didn't win. What's going to yep. happen? You have to tune in. And I saw you mark out there when I said Empire Strikes Back. It's very true. I thought exactly the same damn thing. That is very much a in a time that we are. That is a very much an Empire Strikes Back because the it, it's leaving you on on the edge of uh, of your seat. You're on the edge of the knife, and you're like, "What's going to happen now?" And again, my son did not like the ending one bit because he was like, "To be continued." What does that mean? I said, "That means we're getting another movie." He goes, "When?" I said, "Next year." I don't want to wait till then. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man, but that's how it goes. I'm, I'm sorry. That's how things go in the, in the movie world. He goes, ah, oh. so, but yeah, he's, um, as we're leaving the cinemas and uh, we're in the car and I, and I said, Oh buddy, what did you think of the movie? And he, again, I think I've told you this too, that he, he said the movie was lame. And I said, okay, man, that's your opinion. But again, it's he watching the movie through the eyes of a young person. And I can, again, I don't really understand it myself. Maybe it's just how he feels about it. Maybe it was just wanting more out of this movie. But again, as a grown ass adult watching this going, dude, this was cool. This was enjoyable. And I would say the same thing. My son turned to me at that final scene, you know, as like Spider Gwen's rallying the forces to set it up. He's like, oh, oh, so they're going to fight after the credits? And I'm like, no, 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 this is it. He goes, what do you mean? I said, yeah, they're going to play this out. I said, what a great ending. I said, it sets it up to make you want to come back. Yes. I remember reading something recently that there's talks of this this new movie will be more Spider-Gwen focused again and maybe okay. even showing more Spider-Gwen characters, like other incarnations of her character coming in. And I think she's a great character. I remember, I think she's known as Ghost Spider now in the yes. current MC yep. comic books. But always been a great comic. I always love like those alternate parallel worlds. I've always been a multiverse guy. I love seeing mm -hmm. different versions of a character from being, you know, almost a completely different race, uh, being gender switched for some characters, seeing the dynamic of when someone's been lost and how it sets it up. And I love that ending scene of the two miles meeting. And he's like, well, hold on, dad. So it's like, well, on, so your dad's alive. And it's like, no. Nah. And then they cut to that graffiti style artwork, you know, showing the. You know, we almost say like a, a remembrance to his dad. And it's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you know, this is the world that there mm -hmm. was no spider, that there and was no complete. bite. Yeah. And there's complete other uh, chaos. Also, one thing that I would like to say too, the character of the spot, when you first met him, you thought, who that? Because this goofball. And you think, my God, you, you know, is he going to be the main antagonist of this movie? Mm-mm. And then you went more and more, the stronger he got, the more super collider power that that man got, you think, holy shit, he's a major threat now, especially when they're in um, the uh, it's uh, the parallel universe of the Indian Spider-Man and how, mm, where he was. That was cool. Yeah. That, that was fantastic. He set like just a portal, just a, a hole right there and all the different spider people coming down and just mm. setting up this challenge thing to stop it from imploding right there. Um, and it definitely did show, you know, that if you mess with a timeline and things go awry, 
there's consequences of these yeah. different the different parallels. I mean, they've spoken about it in the the Loki TV series. Um, they're going to probably explore more into it with um, if they ever do. I don't know what's going on with the fellow that plays Kang in the in the Marvel oh, yeah. movies lately. I don't know if yeah. they're going to DDoS that or something or yeah, it's just like um, yeah, it, it, it would just be interesting of how they go with all that, but yeah, um, I liked it. They didn't have a thing at the end. Mm. You know, really with people excited, like, oh, we, we're going to get, a, a, you know, um, post-credit scene. Nope. Mm. None of that. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic movie. All right, I'm looking forward to the next, when number, yeah, part two comes out. Well, talking about multiverse, we might switch to another thing, and we're actually mm -hmm. talking about The Flash. So have you had a chance to actually see it yet? I won't be seeing it. Um, yep. I will wait till it hits Netflix, but I know what happens in this movie. Uh, I subscribe on YouTube uh, to the uh, New Rockstar uh, mm. channel, and Eric Voss actually did a fantastic rundown about thirty-seven. No, sorry, yeah, about a yeah twenty-minute video, twenty-seven-minute video of the Flash um, TV. Uh, sorry, not the TV series, the Flash movie. Yeah. So tell me, what did you think? It's a cool thing that Bagley just put up there. Flashpoint Paradox is one of my favorite DC storylines. And it was also a great live action, oh no, cartoon film that they did. Uh, I actually went back and read Flashpoint before seeing the movie to see nice. what parts they would take from the comic book and put it into the film. Uh, I think I had a brief chat to you just in a text, I think, after I saw it and said, yep, Michael Keaton killed it. You know, awesome, oh. great great bringing the character back it's like he never left it it's like a foot to a to a boot it's just like a hand to a glove it's like it, it this is the role he was born to play and maybe that's my you know hat on when i was little like that was my batman yep you know my batman wasn't val kilmer my batman wasn't george clooney you know i didn't really dig the christian bale you know batman trilogy i, I watched two of the three i still haven't gone back and watched the last one because keaton is my batman and this film was awesome with him in it. Plays the role great. Uh, it's I've always been a fan of DC. And maybe it's because I don't like the over-the-top, I feel, of some of the Marvel films. Some of the threats are almost too big. I like the detective small-level things that DC brings it down to. Yes, I'm a Booster Gold fan, and I love the idea of traveling the multiverse. But going back down to the ground-level stuff, you know, they actually stripped the Flash's powers off him in this film. So for the majority of the film, the Flash that we know isn't powered. And those powers are instilled in the other Barry. And this young Barry is like 15, 16 years old. So you've got veteran Barry trying to teach this young Barry how to use these powers and abilities. And you can't help but watch it and think that you're watching Back to the Future. Because the film is very Back to the Future. Marty McFly, Doc Brown. You know, you're like, this is Back to... It's like they, the director's watched it and gone... How can we superhero Back to the Future? How can okay. we chuck in Supergirl and Batman? And I believe the biggest criticism it got was the CG. Okay. And I can see that. And you and I did chat about how, you know, CG is the way. It's a quicker, possibly faster way to produce a movie without having to get people wired up, pay for all the stunt work. 
we could just film you doing certain things and we'll do the rest. We'll just CG the entire thing. Um, I watched it trying to look past that and just watch it for the story. And it's a very emotional story. Okay. I think it kind of puts the end to Barry's DC EU, which is the extended universe, which was again, Zack Snyder's work. It, it ties off his story. Okay. It gives him that closure that he needs. But then there's a post-credit scene. Do we want me to tell you about the post-credit scene? I know about the post-credit scene. Please share. Yeah. So everything, you know, goes back as you think it should. You know, they, they, yes, we lose Keaton. Yes, we lose Supergirl. But Barry finds his way back. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Guys, go on and watch it. Yeah, he no, lands yep. back. But he lands yep. back in what he thinks is his time. Everything looks the same. But the Bruce that eventually comes out of the vehicle to talk to him isn't Ben Affleck, Batman, who also killed it in the film. Great job. But yep. we get Clooney, Batman. We get Clooney, Batman from Batman and Robin turn up. Which I wasn't expecting, which I was like, Batman has returned. Nipplebutt Batman, yes. Nipplebutt Batman, yes. And I'm like, what? We're going to get a Clooney Batman. Is is he going to be the Batman for the Brave and Bold? I heard they were going to go younger for that, to do a younger Batman and Robin, or are you going to do a Clooney Batman with Damian Wayne to do the Brave and Bold film down the road? Interesting. I I didn't like the post post-credit scene which was the one where they show aquaman because it's kind of confusing like where are we in the timeline like where does this fit through their dynamic oh. i think it's that, to kind of yeah. tease yeah this it's the bar scene Drinking i think one. it's to He's set drunk. up aquaman's movie and oh yeah remember aquaman's got a film that's coming end of the year so tune in for that but the cg had its issues uh christopher reeve's appearance was great to see him but it was so much CG. Like they couldn't use stock footage. Like you would have something. You could have used some stock footage from WB from the 70s and early 80s and take that. But no, it was complete CG. And it just, it looked like you were watching a cartoon, which is like, eh. Like Adam West was cool showing him, showing the old school Flash. But yeah, Nicolas Cage, Superman was awesome. You know, seeing him battle the giant robotic spider. You know, I would say what Kevin Smith, you know, that was some of his early work with what Superman lives, you know, back in the yes. early 90s around bringing that. Yes. But yes. if you haven't, I will say maybe wait until it comes out. But yep. I think as a fan, you'll enjoy it as a comic book fan. Cool. Not as like a comic book movie fan. As a comic book fan, uh, you'll actually enjoy it. Excellent. I might share yeah. some of the, the comments, eh? Please do. Please do. So we've got uh, Bakley saying, I think they did a good job, but people critique it a lot because of Ezra Miller's personal problems. Yep, I see that. That's uh, Sorry to interrupt right there. That's one of the key reasons why I, I'm not rushing off to see at the cinemas because that dude is, uh, I don't dig on that dude, Ezra Miller. Mm. Yeah, not my cup of tea. And I think this this quote that he's saying here about, you know, the, the evil Barry that we get, that was yes. kind of spoiled also. You know, Lego, as they do, seem to get posters and know where stories going when they produce Lego. And mm. then shopping centers who are promoting it spoil that sometimes by showing you who's in the box set. And you're like, okay. oh, who's this, who's this black, you know, suit wearing flash? So they kind of spoil, oh, that's going to be the villain. So I kind ah, of knew going yeah. in, there's going to be an evil flash somewhere. And it's like, oh, so it was that guy. Oh, okay. Which kind of seemed thrown in there at the last minute, but that's again, I I enjoyed it, but 
listen, last one, I might ask you about this DCU. You know, are you going to start checking out the shows when they start coming out, like Creature Commandos, James Gunn putting it together, Blue Beetles coming out in August? How are you feeling about the DCU? I'm looking forward to it. Um, Marvel occasionally have recently have, has been kind of hit or miss. The Guardians of the Galaxy movie, it was a standalone Marvel movie. Um, it didn't really sort of, it, I don't think it really tied into much what was going to happen for the future, um, except maybe this at the post credit scene with um, Star-Lord. That's it. Um, and it's James Gunn's goodbye to the MCU, and then he's coming over to the DCU. Um, I'm looking forward to it because it might be just – it might be a bit of a change. It would be kind of fun to see what DC can do next. Um, yeah, I, I the TV shows are fantastic. It, it, God, it, just look at the Peacemaker TV show. That was fun. That was a bit of fun. I don't know if that we were going to see John Cena return. Um, in the future, uh, because now they're sort of DDoSing this uh, universe now, this D, the Zack Snyder universe, and but maybe he might be part of it. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, there's meant to be lots of changes. Like, what did James Gunn really say that the DCU, the new one, doesn't start until Superman Legacy, which is not till like 2025. That's so right. there's lots of other things happening along the road. Blue Beetle looks awesome. Like, I can't wait yeah. for that in August. That looks cool. Never really been a big Aquaman fan. I will no. watch it end of the year to just go, oh, yep, that's his last movie for Jason. But Jason's also meant to have signed on for something else, you know, with James Gunn. I don't know if it's going to be okay. Lobo or somebody like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't mind a good reset. You know, DC have done so many resets in comic books. It's almost like what's real anymore because there's so many from, like, yeah. New 52 and... One of the most recent comic books, they've actually brought back the multiverse. And you're like, oh, come. You just got rid of it. Like, you just got rid of it two years ago. And then five years before that, you had it again. And it's like, uh, we're still doing it. Like, yeah. oh, no, no, we can't make it too straight line. We need to have alternative roads for our characters to go down. So, yep. but yeah, yep. if you haven't seen it, guys, go in and check out The Flash. Great film. Highly recommend it. If you look past the CG issues, you'll have a good time. But okay. any uh, closing comments on Flash and DCUL? Uh, I'm, like I said just before, I'm looking forward to what will happen next with uh, James Gunn, uh, with his what he could do for DCU. Uh, he did some great stuff for um, for Marvel, especially with the Guardians movies. I uh, hands down love all three of those Guardians movies. Every single one of those movies I have watched and I have cried like blubbering. Um, there's the scene at the end of the very first movie where... Um, they're all holding the infinity stone and Pete mm. sees his mum, and that music hits and you know, it, it's just a powerful song that plays yeah. in that play out. It was so good. Um, the ending of the, um, uh, of number two with Yando's um, send off and all the ravages, which I know I've spoken about this on the previous show before too, but it's just a beautiful and cats, cat uh, Stevens songs uh, as um, fathers and sons place in the background i love that song too um it reminds me of our, our, our dad and it reminds mm. me of being a father as well too and it just got me all teary um i found that was very cool um and also the number three 
was, um, I think that what most of the people out there have watched it. Have you seen Guardians Three yet? Haven't seen Guardians Three, but have seen the okay. first two. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's but a I particular have, scene. I've, I've kind of read. The, I've read it though. I've okay. kind of read the main yeah plan of it all. Well, there's so. a if you're a lover of animals. And mm. I know you are. I know you've got you know your dogs with that you know, mm. they love you very much. Um, I love my animals as well too. But there's a particular scene where it's just it's just very cruel, and you just feel angry, and then mm. you feel sadness, and it's like someone stabs you right in the heart, and you just like, and and there's there's a scene that follows after that where you are yelling at the screen, going screaming. Like get him, get him, get him! But it's just very um, heart wrenching. But it's just a very good movie. And again, what he could do next—he's a fantastic writer, uh, yeah. James Gunn. And what he did for Peacemaker was—that was a fantastic. He made this simple little character of uh, that John Cena was playing, who is an egotistical asshole. And then by the end of the very last episode, you're like, I actually like this guy. <laughs> he's it. He's a dick, but I actually find this guy, you know, he's a good guy. Well, good guy. Yes. Yeah. One thing I will say, and I'm trying, I was trying to find the quote, but I couldn't find it, but there's a scene in The Flash that feels very fitting for what James Gunn is doing. And it's a scene where the two Barrys are constantly going back in time to change a situation. And adult Barry says, we can't. Sometimes you just have to stop it and restart it. Yep. And it's really fitting that that's what we're seeing with the DCEU. We yep. took it to a point and it's not working, you know. So we're just going to have to close up shop and start again. And so I really felt that that was yep. written to symbolize what this DCU is going to be is that, you know, it was a 10 year, you know, 2013 with Man of Steel, 2023 with The Flash. You know, it was a decade. Great movies. I loved them all. But I knew after Justice League, it wasn't the same. And it wasn't going to, it couldn't compete with Infinity War, Endgame, Guardians, and even Marvel TV. It just couldn't compete with that. So I'm happy for it. I look forward to tuning in when they start coming out with more and more trailers and teasers. But one last thing I think we'll talk about before we go on to Game Talk is trailers. Uh, the Craven trailer dropped, and Cranky Old Man over here yelling at Cloud. What's your comment about trailers coming out? When you and I were growing up and there was a movie trailer that would pop up, it would just have the symbol of something and you that and that enough was to get you excited. I remember when the Spider-Man trailer hit back in the day and all it was was just the mask. And it was just Spider-Man. That was it. That's all they gave us back in the day of Batman. All the Batman movies. It was just the Batman, Danny Elfman's music, duh, nah, 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 and then the Batman symbol. 30 seconds. That's all they gave us back in the day. 30 seconds of just, just the visual and music. That was it. We're living in, in time now where they there are three-minute trailers, and or they, they say trailers. It's three minutes. The, the Craven, the Hunter, this recently came out as a trailer. They show the whole goddamn lead up to the movie. You don't need to go and see the movie now. Because if you know what's going on, it's just like, it just, it, it just bothers me. And they did that with The Flash just recently. 
where they had like a special trailer that came out all the time that tried to get people to look at it and they gave too much away over the movie. Marvel is notorious for this as well too. They actually gave out a, a scene in the most recent Guardians movie and it was the swearing scene. There's a swearing scene in the movie and it's fantastic. It's good for a laugh and especially because it's a DC movie, uh, sorry, a Marvel movie. They don't do that type of swears. But they showed it. Stop. It needs to stop. And I I know I sound like a grumpy old fart when I say this. I'm not even 40 yet, but I know I sound like an old man yelling at clouds. It needs to stop. Stop. Uh, it, it, again, I know we're living in a time where everyone's got one of these bad boys and you can jump on your computer and you can look it up and you can look up TikToks and Instagram posts on Facebook and Insta, uh, sorry, Twitter. I know it's incredibly simple to do, but stop giving the movie away instantly. Because I saw that Craven the Hunter trailer that you sent me, Mm. and I watched it, and I watched the whole damn thing, and then I looked at it and went, they they gave the whole movie away in three minutes. Mm. Will I go and see this movie at the cinemas? I will not. Will I wait for it to probably hit? I will not go see this. No. Will I go and see this when it probably hits on Disney? Maybe. Mm. Or whatever whatever streaming service grabs a hold of it. But I am not... Just, it, it, it turned me off. It was a major just like, why? Why are you showing this? Like I said, back in the day, mm. symbol, music, that's all we got. Yeah, the now, date, or like coming soon, or a yeah. date. That's all you got. Even the year. Sometimes they wouldn't even tell you the month. It's just the year. Because I remember I said to you in the chat, whatever happened to teaser trailers? Like, teasers are 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, teaser trailer. You you have to come back. Like, the Craven trailer was the movie. Like, okay, so that's that's how he gets the powers, and then he fights the bad guy, and then he fights the bad guy. Okay. Why am I paying for this? Like, just to see the extension of scenes? It's almost like, even with the Flash, there were almost five Flash trailers. Yes. And even like a few days after the flash came out, they put the whole scene out showing Keaton and the two flashes in the Batcave. I'm like, I haven't even seen it yet. And you're showing me the, yeah. the scene. They released they the did. scene. They released that scene. It's like the they try and long put hair, yeah, the beard. Yeah. They try and yeah. put so many trailers out just to keep it relevant in the conversation, to keep that algorithm, to keep the trending, to keep the hashtag being relevant. You know, we peaked oh. at two million with the flash two months ago. Let's try and beat that by re-releasing something. What else have we got? Oh, chuck these new scenes in the trailer. It's like, hold on. No, 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 no. Don't, don't put it all out there. Why am I going to spend my $20 to see your film when I've, like you've said, you're not going to see Craven, which surprises me because, again, I can see where you're coming from. Too many spoilers. I know what I'm going to see. Why yeah, would I, I come I, back? Well, you will not be getting my money. And if you're going to get my money, it's going to be through a streaming service somehow. That's it. It it's just it turned. It was a major turn off, and it was like, it, it didn't really help either. Sorry, before you we do our question. Mm. Uh, sorry, our, one of our comments. Um, it, I saw the Sony symbol, and it was like, Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. yeah, we haven't got really any good Sony Marvel movies since the X Men. Mm. Sadly. Yes, let's have the vulture show up and talk to Morbius and say, oh, I, I don't know where I am. 
Maybe it was Spider-Man. I know it has something to do with him. Maybe you and I should work together, even though I just met you and don't know why I'm here and who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Did make yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, Bankley's put up here, my only guess is since the pandemic, movie theaters are afraid people will just stay home and wait, so they try anything now to get people to go in to see the new releases. Yep. I can see that. So, so true. So true. Again, like I said, with Flash and now this Craven the Hunter movie, I'm not keen to go see and go to the theaters to go and see that. Um, yeah, like the last time I said the the last time I went to the movies uh, was to see uh, the Spider Verse movie, the Spider movie. That was it. And then yeah. weeks before that, sorry, months before. Yeah, it was a month after that. Before that, I went and saw Guardians. Mm. Yeah, nothing's really jumping at me to mm. go all right we yeah. might do one more topic hey well i reckon we keep dark side of the ring to next episode because we might go a bit sure. more of a seasonal review you know by the time all the episodes have come out last Grand thing idea. is a bit of game talk hey any games okay. you've been playing recently any releases that you're keen to come out what are you gaming with at the moment what are you enjoying um let me just check my gaming here um Bit of Fort, starting off a bit slow in this most recent season of Fortnite. Um, none of the skins really jump at me of what I want. Um, I think the Luchador uh, wrestling skin is pretty fire. Reminds me of um, what was the wrestler's name? I was thinking Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah. I um, I found her that particular skin pretty cool. Um, uh, to seeing Optimus Prime running around uh, when I when you play the game and you play against people or you're playing with people that have bought the in, entirety of the battle pass or have just pretty much just gone to have not touched grass and actually have played the game for a good maybe 36 hours maybe 48 hours maybe even more than that then have really um enjoy the game a little too much and you're playing against them or with them as Optimus Prime you're like dude you really you really love the game don't you um yeah um i don't really I, i'm okay with it lately uh, i'm just starting off slow with this season uh like i said none of the things really jump at me like i said to you i did do a stream last night of uh only up which is a game that has been very popular on twitch lately and um that's a pc game um i wouldn't mind checking that out but i think it will infuriate me because there is a lot of levels to do. And especially the person who's created this Fortnite game, they put a lot of work into this. And they actually, it's kind of fun because they've tied into every single season for So we're talking old school, which is kind of fun. Um, bit of WWE. I've been playing a lot of that. Sounds a bit cringy and naughty, but I actually have been downloading uh, the cause of AEW um, wrestlers and New Japan wrestlers, and I've actually been sort of doing the shows and been watching it. At like, well, it's sort of like doing the matches, and you can go back and watch it, or you can find as the wrestlers as well. So. I've been really looking at the WWE superstars like, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Okay, let's go over here and do Brian Danielson and MJF. So 
Good to see you, Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. Hello. Um, but I've just recently gone back and played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, but I'll be doing the campaign. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so that's what's been going on with this guy's game tour. What about you? Uh, I would say Fortnite. You know, I would say you've actually converted me to Fortnite. I've never been an online multiplayer kind of guy, but I just can't let those dailies go by. <laughs> I've got to get those three dailies done. I've got to get them done every day. And I've, I've noticed I'm probably sharing more Fortnite-related content to you than you are to me. Like if they drop the Witcher skins, if they're dropping the new weeklies, I'm telling you about it before you used to be sending me all the links. Um, right. I'm pushing through. We're, we're pushing through. I've never ever though. It's the thing of the rule I play. I do not spend V bucks on leveling up. We Good. do it the old way. We earn our yes. way through it. Uh, we try and not hack anything. We don't try any any hack games. We get quick XP. And I've only recently discovered something you told me ages ago. What supercharged is, where mm. if you don't play for a certain amount of time and come back, that's right. The reward that Epic Game gives you is bonus XP. Yes. You know, for opening chests, for eliminating people, for doing quests. I'm like, I had no idea that supercharged super even exists. And that's helped me bump through. I think we're not we're not even in the bonus rewards yet. I think we're like page eight or so on the normal page. Nice. But my son, he watched this video on YouTube the other day and he, is, he looked at me after it. But in the video clip, it was a father and son streaming when the new season just dropped going to the store and purchasing the entire battle pass and my son goes could we do that and i'm like look how many v bucks they have in the corner and it was like thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and eighty or something like that and they just bought it outright yeah. and i'm like i wonder how much money if you were to fork out right now bang on the table how much the battle pass would cost just to be bought from the beginning i'm thinking two to four hundred it- bucks i'm not sure I think, I think it accumulates up to about nearly three hundred and fifty dollars. Good lord! Right. And I've watched I've watched online streamers do that, especially yeah. um, Nick A Thirty. Um, he's a family friendly uh, Fortnite streamer, mm. and I remember when the, each season hits, he'll go, "Hey guys, welcome to my video. I'm going to buy the entire battle pass," and he oh, buys god, the entire god. thing. Mind you, though. This man is quite wealthy, and mm. he has a lot of um, uh, what would you say, sponsors. Yeah, he has a lot of followers. He gets a lot of people jumping in his streams, giving um subs, so you can understand why he's he's like, I'm making money off playing this game. I might as well buy the entire entirety of the battle pass. Mm. Again, other streamers do it as well too. Uh, Ninja does it. Loser Fruit does it. You, uh, laser beam if he ever starts playing Fortnite again i don't know mm. um but all those people that are very big into the Fortnite world instantly one of their first streams will be them buying the entirety of the <clears throat> pardon me of the battle pass well that's crazy but people do yeah. it I, I think maybe it comes down to content like oh do you want to see yes. what prime looks like optimus prime well i have to buy him for people yeah. to see my content i've got to spend those bucks and maybe i make it back you know, through a sponsorship deal of some kind. One yep. more thing about gaming that I'll mention too is Assassin's Creed. Um, and it all goes back to COVID. Like, I never was a big Assassin's Creed fan, 
And when we had the lockdown, I remember once just going through my old collection of games and I found my PlayStation 3 version of Assassin's Creed, the original. And I'm like, well, I don't think I've ever actually played this. And I popped it in and I was hooked. Like, And I'm like, okay, I've done it, finished it. Oh, okay, I'll get number two. So I went out there and bought the Ezio collection, which is like Assassin's Creed True, Brotherhood, Revelations. I'll start playing that. Oh, Assassin's Creed 3, I'll play as Connor. Black Flag, I'll get Unity, I'll get Syndicate, I'll get Rogue, I'll get Russia, I'll get China, I'll get India, I'll go and get Origins, I'll go and get Odyssey, I'll go and get Valhalla. And I actually have them all now. I have the entire Assassin's Creed story. And I'm literally working my way through them all. And it's going to take me a long time because Valhalla is a long-ass game. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not really playing them in order. Like I'm kind of okay. mixing it up. Odyssey was almost too long and too big of okay. a game. Valhalla is almost that same route, but Mirage is the new one coming out, and Mirage okay. feels very Assassin's Creed. Simple structured levels. It's not a massive open world. Here's your skill set. Off you go. It's not an RPG anymore. We're limiting your communication. You're not going across massive maps. It's going to be singly like the first game, which I'm like, cool, I love that. That's coming out, I think, in a few months. I've got my pre-order already in for that. Really keen. Did you ever play Assassins? The only one I ever played was Black Flag. Ah, yes, that's awesome. That I love was, that. Ed, Edward Kenaway, yeah. That was a fun game, and it was just like, he could be a pirate. And mm. you could have the, and you got the blades. So go there and attack and kill, take on the red coats, destroy them. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one I've ever played in. In I remember giving the first, very first game a, a go, and then mm. I was like, this is not really for me. But the pirate one was fun. Yeah, yeah, awesome actually, games. If I look at my library, I think that's the only assassin game that I mm. own. Yeah, and I think people have actually said that's almost the number one, like best assassin game of all time because of the fantasy yeah. of be doing the pirate stuff. And it's a great game. It was the first one to have a big massive map. You know, third one brought in the boat action. I still yes. think for me the greatest game of all of them is Origins. I loved Origins. I loved the cool. Egyptian timeline. I loved the work of Bayak. Valhalla's okay, but I loved Origins. It's the best, and okay. I can see Origins. I can see Prince of Persia in this new yep. one mirage so i'm really keen for that to come out so that's probably it for my game talk was mainly yep. assassins and Fortnite. um Beautiful. yeah anything else you want to chat about before we might finish up for uh this episode no nah, i think i've done my grumpiness all all in one show it's been so a topsy turvy oh, sorry it's been a sort of topsy turviness of um uh, of, of a show because we spoke about you know yes yes i am very interested in the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Mm. Will I watch it? Yeah, probably. Will I check it out? Will I be excited? I am excited because it looks like there's quite a lot of fun coming up. Uh, Money in the Bank should be fun. Um, yeah. And uh, it's actually kind of fun to do a bit of the uh, the DC talk, I must say. Yeah. It was good. Awesome. It was cool. Yeah. Well, Sorry, with you were that saying? said... Well, I was going to say thank you to you, you know, for coming out once again and going, you know, guys, it's actually, what, 12.30 for us here in Australia. It's actually our Sunday morning. And, yeah, thank you, Al, for taking the time to 
you know, do the support that you do for this show. You know, we're seven years in and you're always sticking in there. You're, you've changed visually over the time from less hair to more hair to long beard to no beard. Um, but you evolve as you do. You're like a Pokemon. You keep changing. I am a Pokemon. Every time I see yeah. <laughs> who Who would you be if you were a Pokemon? Uh, Snorlax, hands down. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yep, because he is a strong Pokemon who likes to eat and nap. That, Boom. That's Alan, that's, that's Alan in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. No, look, yeah, just... <laughs> Time for bed, I reckon. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, guys, thank you once again to the UW Pod Universal Wrestling Podcast. Nick and Keith, uh, new dads, welcome to the Dads Club. We officially welcome you to the Dads Club. Uh, you guys do tremendous work. You did a great prediction for both Money in the Bank and Forbidden Door earlier this week. If you haven't subscribed to them, guys, please do at the UW Pod on Twitter and the Universal Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. We also want to give a shout out to our great friends over there at the Bloodline Entertainment Network, bloodlinenetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things pop culture in the world of sport and pro wrestling. We're talking about Clark Street Wrestling. Uh, we're talking about Bin Buster, Tim King, Universal, JD, uh, Cage My IQ, Circle of Debate, uh, the Wrestling DeLorean Show. There's a who's who. I'll probably miss some, but there's so much content. And just going to their website's awesome because they do also great top 10 lists, matches of the week, matches of the month. Also, if you love things outside of wrestling, you know, the stuff that Bin Buster does with his chats about film and wrestling, you've also got the stuff in terms of baseball and sport. You've got everything there that you guys can check out. Also, our affiliates, we've got Rogue Energy, Luxie.com, Triumph Shares, Player One Coffee, Clinch Gaming. Everything is there on our Twitter page, simply the broadcast. You can get discount codes from 5, 10, and 15% off. So once again, Rogue Energy, Luxie, Triumph Chairs, Player One Coffee, and Clinch Gaming. Alan, where can people find you? That's right, guys. You can find me. That's uh, right down here. That's uh, Alan Ross 84 at TBK on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can find me on the Twitch as well, too, that we are now on here with, with our boys, uh, the Bloodline. Uh, that's uh, TTV Roscoe Roscoe 84. That's where you can find me. And you can see me do some some gaming. Yeah. For your viewing pleasure. He also does the TikTok ring stuff, guys, if you're keen on that thing. so. No, I don't. I don't do that. No. <laughs> What's the song? I love you to infinity. <laughs> uh, guys, you can download and listen to our show on Podbean, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and more. So wherever you get your podcast, you can check us out anywhere. Uh, I check it mainly out on Apple iTunes. I'm a big fan of the iPhone, even though I know that my conversation's being tracked and that I'll get commercials for probably TikTok when I next log on to Facebook or something like that. Uh, Alan, thank you once again for coming out. Look forward to our next show, guys. If you haven't seen our catalogue of wrestling companions, check out our YouTube, check out our uh, catalogue of shows on Apple iTunes and Podbean. We've got... Now, here's one thing I didn't say. The reason why I'm mentioning that is that we've actually done, officially now, 99 wrestling companions. So the Cody-Seth match that we just did last month is our 99th. So that means our next episode will be our 100th wrestling companion. That includes shows, pay-per-view, and matches. This will be number 100. And I'm thinking maybe doing Goldberg, Hugh Morris from uh, Nitro. What do you reckon, Al? 
Yeah, yeah. Two, two, <laughs> two, two horrible wrestlers, two horrible men. Sorry, not wrestlers, but two horrible men in the ring. Sure. Maybe Ice Train, or who are you feeling? Against Goldberg. No, just Let's anything just Ice Train. No, baby, no, baby, no. We can do a little bit of uh, what is it, uh, Basham Brothers, if you want, with uh, Shaniqua. Sh- Shaniqua, no, no, thank you. All right, guys, on note note, as we say each and every episode, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, all. Good night. say sorry before we yep. get into this uh to the wonderful world we live in story i did last month oh, about yes. the uh, couple being caught doing yeah. pornography yeah he does exist who sexy oh sexy beast 82 yes oh, and i, I made contact out. with him alan mm-hmm. why for shits and giggles oh. for podcast reasons what'd you say to him uh just letting you know mate that um my brother and i discussed about you on your podcast he then wrote back to me what's that What's a podcast? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah what's that? Yeah. It? Just leave it alone. <laughs> Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> so he's out there, people. Yeah. He's real. Alan. What? Don't judge. Don't judge. I just wanted to say I like your videos. No. And I, I like you. Uh, there's a, he's got a couple out there. <laughs> and I had to watch them because I, I had to research I was it. like the police. I had to do... You know, <laughs> I had a police hat on. Yeah. I had a bobby hat on. <laughs> <laughs> just a bobby hat. This is what we had with one sock on. <laughs> this is for researchers only. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Doing some research. I'm doing some research. Darling. 